Welcome to Game Face, the most informative gaming podcast in the world. We're here to deliver episode 187 for you guys today. Uh, it's a short week for us. We just did a show on Thursday. Yeah, but so it'll be a killer of an episode. It will be, as they all are. Well, it's 187. Oh, so. <laughs> uh, 187. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. Uh, but anyway, here we are for another episode. The good news is there's so many games coming out right now that we do have a really good episode for you guys. And then we'll be back here for next Tuesday's show, which what I think may be the best episode of Game Face for 2019. Finally got a couple of biggies. Bl- several biggies. That'll be in next week's show. Unfortunately, there's a couple that we wanted to slide in today, but embargoes didn't work out one. And then Outer Worlds, I didn't get for review. Mm. I didn't get review code of it. So... That will be in next week's show, and I'm sure you guys have Getting seen on good 50. reviews. Eh. Saw a lot of nines. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get to see them all. I, I've been busy pre- doing pre-production for. I mean, this I was show. thinking it was going to be like a 75 average, but it's more around like 87. Right Is now, it? So. Wow, impressive. So anyway, Matt and I will jump on that over the next seven days. We'll be talking about that next week. Definitely be talking about uh, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, which was I was supposed to have gotten days ago, and then I followed up, and like we haven't got codes, and then. There's a thread on fa- or a, a group on Facebook for video game reviewers, mm-hmm. and I thought it might have been just us. And then I went and looked in that thread, and everybody is waiting for review code. So I don't know what's going on with Modern Warfare. To be honest with you, I don't know if they're trying to hold it close to release so that a lot of the crazy stuff doesn't get out before the game comes out. But you would think you'd want that, right? Yeah, I don't know. It generates interest. Certainly, and, no publicity is bad publicity at this point. Yeah, and look, I. I know what's going to happen. If we do get it early, and look, I'll probably do this too. Like, what people are going to do is they're going to find those crazy moments that have been mm-hmm. talked about for the last several months, and they're going to publish the videos. It's just like... Wasn't it already out there? I thought the, I thought the game was out there. It's probably in the wild somewhere, but they're really good about clamping down on Twitch and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and, and they have a great relationship with YouTube to keep that stuff off of there. But I guarantee the, the dam is about to break. Um, to me, you would think Activision would want that controversial stuff out there just so people start talking about it in Mm. the usual media circles or whatever but anyway who can fathom what activision wants anymore yeah so i don't know what's going on with modern warfare no one's reviewed it yet obviously if you're on sifted today you saw that the outer worlds their the review embargo broke today and there's Mm -hmm. we have curated like eight reviews i think for that on the site so if you want to check that stuff out but we'll talk about it next week call of duty it'll be a gigantic episode i'm really excited for it but We also have a great show for you guys today. Uh, We're going to kick things off with a game that Matt teased last week. Well, it wasn't even a week ago, but on the last episode. Mm. uh, You mentioned that there was a game that you had been playing that you thought might be a candidate for Game of the Year. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about it today. And that game is called Disco Elysium. Yes. Uh, Did you play this at all? I have not. No. So, um... Disco Elysium, first, it's the closest thing to Planescape Torment I think I've played in 20 years. You, I think you did mention um, that you're talking about I Planescape. Yeah. Uh, it is a point-and-click uh, RPG, dialogue-driven. There is no combat. It is basically a point-and-click adventure, except everything is ruled by stat checks and, and, and like, dice rolls and stuff. Uh and it is, uh, like, you hear Disco Elysium, and they talk, oh, we're, we're, it's inspired by, like, 70s cop shows. And so like, and it is, but it's inspired by the really depressing ones. <laughs> it is, this is one of the 
bleakest, just most pitch black, dark comedy games I have ever played in my life. So it's not so much based on, like, chips. No, it's not chips. It's Serpico, really. It's uh, it's there's the a lot ha- of people listening to this right now who are like, "What the yeah. hell's chips?" Like that's that's your character on the right, uh-huh. uh huh. And you basically uh, are a hard drinking, barely functional mess of a human being. Like as you can see, your your first uh, your first objective in the game is to wake up and get dressed. And I'm guessing you're hungover. Oh yeah, yeah. you don't you don't you actually don't remember the last like week. Whoa! And <laughs> that's one hell of a hangover. And it turns out you've been at the hotel you're in for several days, and everyone hates you oh. because of what you've done over those several right, days that you don't remember. Uh, and the reason you're there is because there's a dead body hanging from a tree behind the hotel that you were called in to investigate. And um, apparently you just showed up and started doing crazy shit. Do you think and you may be responsible for the body hanging there? Probably not. Okay. Uh, that seems to be related to a union crisis ah. that is also related to maybe a serial killer, but also maybe related to governmental interface. That's the, that's the mystery. That's okay. like the beginning of the mystery. That's what you're trying to figure yeah. out. So like you wake up and you put your clothes on. And you go downstairs, and everyone hates you. And you go outside, and down in the in the lobby of the hotel is uh, uh, Kim Kutsuragi, who is your partner. You can see him there, standing with the, in the orange jacket. Do you think it's an shots. homage to Ken Kutsuragi? No, probably not. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I, I, I never thought about that. Um, he's he's very by the book, serious business, uh, and loves cars. Uh, doesn't doesn't like you all that much. Like, or at least he's from a different precinct, and kind of like doesn't doesn't appreciate that he has to work with the giant hot mess of a cop. There was the disco part. Yeah, there you, you, you actually you, go to discos. You the at night the uh the, like even the hotel lobby you start in turns the disco ball on and you can sing karaoke. Oh. Uh, they don't want you to, but <laughs> it's one of the quests is to find a tape of a sad song so you can sing rock karaoke that night. Huh. Um so, <laughs> so um so uh, the game system is uh, very like pen and paper RPG driven. So at the beginning of the game, you pick, you can pick your character archetype, or you can create your own. And it rolls off of uh, four stats. There's um, and there's like I may be getting the the names on these wrong, but there's basically intelligence, psychic ability, fighting ability, and like intuition like 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 police ability basically okay um and detective sort of detective yeah and each one of those things has like six abilities in its in its bracket and you pick which you basically distribute i think it's uh, 12 points among those four and so you can be like uh you can be like the intelligent guy or you can be the the brute force guy or you can be those are the archetype or the uh-huh. or the de- you know the, the detective or you can be like the intuitive like um, psychic guy, um, but the the interesting thing is the way this all works out is, um, you're still pretty competent at e- everything. Even the, my my guy went heavy on intelligence and low on physical, so my physical was like a one or a two. But I still passed a fair number of physical checks. Okay, like, what what do you need physical for if there's no combat? Um, I mean, there's still like punching and breaking doors oh, okay. down and like aiming the gun oh, if, you, oh. if you get in a, a firefight. It is it's like dialogue choice driven but it's still run it, as it like factors a, into it still factors in or even just intimidating people um, shaking them down yeah that kind of thing uh even something as simple as like um like sleight of hand like like uh like hiding something from someone or pickpocketing somebody or uh 
getting something off a high shelf and not knocking everything over. Like it's, it, it gets that granular <laughs> at times. Wow. Um, so, Holy crap. so here's like one of the big tricks is so you there, at some point you may see the the, the, the page and it shows all the, it shows the four things and it shows all the skills and there's like encyclopedia which like yeah they're showing them before yeah so yeah. like the, and that that means. You know, you know trivia, and like, and there's a something called Inland Empire, which basically means your inner world. Like, you can tap into like the astral plane and get intuition hints about things. And is there a supernatural re- angle to this? Sort of, oh, but maybe okay. not. Like, that's sort of one Another of the big mystery. things up in the air early on. Like, early on, you can get into a quest, a side quest that sends you to investigate like a demon in the attic of this one building nearby, and it turns out it's some woman making dice (laughs) but like it's played up very strongly as oh there's a malevolent entity in this building right it's not um and like here's so here's the trick all every single one of those skills in those those brackets they're all an individual character in your character's head Oh my god! And as you go through conversations, you'll get like a little colored um, continue button, and that indicates that one of your skills has been triggered. Has Meaning been one of your inner voices. Yeah, and so you there you go. So there's a continue there, and when you click, you see perception, sight, conceptualization, challenging success. That means the conceptualization role that happened under the hood there, you succeeded at it, so you get a little bit more dialogue, a little more information. Huh. So those are all individual kind of like almost party members in your head that give you more information or, or question you or give you hints. And then sometimes you can get in arguments with them <laughs> and like talk to each other. I just to had one of those this morning. Forth. Yeah. And go back and forth on things and you can disagree with them and they can disagree with you. And um, that's sort of how the game works is like, you are an army of different personalities and skills in your head. And you're trying to kind of collate all the data into a coherent thing. And it's equal parts depressing and hilarious like it's very clever it's very sharply written do you have to remember a lot no the uh, there's there's a, a journal and and okay. they'll, they'll remember you can go back through dialogue trees if you need to um, and then there's skill checks which are like specific like dialogue choices that will tell you you know this is this difficulty it uses this skill you have this percentage chance of succeeding um, and there's two kinds there's red and white so red you have one chance if you fail it, it's locked out forever for the rest of the game. Whoa. White ones, if you fail it, it's locked out until you put another skill point into that skill. And then ah. it will open up again. You go back and try it again. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's actually a page in the journal that lists all the available skill checks you've discovered that you could go back and try and where they are. So you don't have to remember where all that is. The other thing you can do, of course, is saves come. You can Because it's like 42% save. Try it, fail, reload, uh, try it. I mean, you let can do you that, do that. Too. Yeah. It's not you're not locked into the same outcome every single time. It rolls for real under the legitimate every time. Yeah. Um so that's pretty much the game. And it's set in um what seems to be the far, far future, uh, in some some weird sort of almost cyberpunk seventies cop dystopian post apocalyptic <laughs> Like it's really hard to describe. Like I, it's. it's Does it ever it, say like what year it's set in? Not really. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like twenty six hundred in the twenty six hundreds. They talk about it being centuries okay. since, since like our time. And uh, there's all these different. Like you can tell. Like like there's all they mention all these weird countries and weird locations and like people are from various places that clearly have similar names that sort of like evolved out of our place names at the time. But now that all the cultural stuff has shifted, there's a lot of. Um, 
there's a lot of racism in the in the area you're, you're in because there was like a big civil war uh, to overthrow the king like 50 years ago. So there's a lot like bitter royalists and there's like like angry people that like are part of the invading force that took over. And then like there's people that are a resistance against the ruling council. And then your character your character can go full. Um, you can be a like a full communist. Like you can like advocate communist policies, or you can like side with like the 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 authoritarian regime that runs the place and anything in between. Um, and your and the game will reflect that. The game will respond to that. The characters will respond to that. And then you have there's another system called thoughts, inner thoughts, um, where it's one of the screen. You, you saw the screen at one point. Um, there's a lot of screens to go in on this, but like basically it's a big picture and it shows your it shows your character and there's little boxes you can equip thoughts in. And what the, and then on the side, the right side, there's this huge list of thoughts. And like they're all just every kind of subject, like long road home, uh, like like there's a thing about like like inconsequent like, like or something like inscrutable feminism, like all it just all these weird things. And when when they open up because you've discovered them in dialogue, when you unlock them, you can click on them, and have a basically a, a an intellectual conversation with yourself about the subject. And depending how it goes, you will get um, either a bonus or a or a negative bonus, or both sometimes, because of the ch change in your personality and beliefs that that has created, and then you can equip them in that screen to, like, modify the character. The other way you modify the character is with clothing. All, every piece of clothing has uh, positive and sometimes negative, or sometimes just negative, uh, effects on your stats. So if there's, like, a skill check you need to pass that requires a lot of, say, uh, uh, a, a lot of inland empire or a lot of um electrochemical which is which is uh knowledge of drugs um you can go in your inventory you can back out of the, back out of the dialogue go in your inventory find all the clothing you have that gives you a bonus to that particular ability put it all on and try it again hmm. which a lot of times ends up with him in ri absolutely ridiculous outfits for the maximum stat bonus so like at one point i had he was in like a cowboy hat and a wife beater with rubber gloves and clown pants on <laughs> because that's just what gave me the bonuses I needed right, to pass right. a particular skill check. Um, so it sounds like it's an RPG that's built all around your charisma. You're, sort of. You're, you're literally playing the role of this guy, and that's the whole game is playing the role of, of this dude. And, like, you're encouraged at times to be weird because it can throw people off. Like, asking weird questions can throw people off. Um, sometimes you don't want to do that. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you'll get outweirded, um, and that's a bad thing. <laughs> get outweirded. Um, and a lot, and some of it is just you know legitimate going around and investigating, trying to figure out all these mysteries. There is a time, a, you know, a, a time like ticker that tells you what time it is, and you have to go to sleep and meet people at certain times. There's a so there's a Shenmue element, uh -huh. but the the trick is time only goes forward when you're talking to people. So like. Having conversations is what advances the clock, because that's, that's, the, that's that. the core of the gameplay. Right. Um, so can uh, looking at things and just sort of talking to yourself. That any kind of dialogue choice stuff will click you forward in the time thing. And the times generate. It's, it's not like it happens really fast. Like it, it was like, I think it was like six hours before I was even in the evening of the. It's first not like day. a multitasking simulation. No, is what like, you're saying. but some things will go away if you take too long. Like there was a protest outside the of the union, the union conflict. For the strike, and and it was causing a traffic jam and stuff. But I and and clearly, you, I could go talk to the big dude that was running the strike, 
but I just never did. And I, I was doing all these other things. I never got around to it in time. And by like the time I went back over there, it was nighttime and he was gone. Hmm. Now I assume I will run into him again because other other characters mentioned him a lot. Um, and you can you know dig up dig up like you know backstory on the world and backstory on various characters. There's there's this strike thing right there. Oh. so I did I didn't get to that. Um, you can go through all the stores and do. I mean, it's it, there's a lot there. It's not if you're if you if you require action and slam bang stuff, this game ain't for you. But if you like really well written stuff that's very interesting and highly psychologically driven and and funny, like just funny in a really dark way, like there's nothing else like I've, I haven't played anything like this game in two decades. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that they make games like this anymore. They don't. They don't. They, they arguably never did. I mean, this really. Is, I mean, it's very unique. This is like it, it. It reminds me of a lot of like the classic point and click adventure stuff, but it's got so much more to it than that. Like it's it's. Is there like puzzle solving at all? Where you have to some, like take this cog and like take it over here and put it on the machine. There's and, like things like where you find like data tapes or whatever, and you have to play them. And like because all the tech in this world are, is like like weird and sort of, sort of almost like Thomas Edison style stuff. It's like 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 the even though it's in the future. Yeah, like the computers are like big like clunky like things that look like the AV cart from a from school when we were in school yeah, in the yeah. 80s, and you have to take this like cube thing and stick it in and play it and it like plays it like there's, there's this horrible like kind of like Victrola sound like, like you have like, to crank like, it crank thing yeah <laughs> like you find like and it's like the universe is very strange it's not our world like yeah. or, or if it is they've forgotten a lot about what what our time was because like you run into a thing like one building you run into like there's all these um things written on the wall and all these whiteboards that's abandoned there and it's very obvious that the the um, uh, the people that were there were trying to make an MMO, but no one had ever made an MMO before. And also, there's no computers, so what they were doing it was basically like a party chat on the phone, but it was like a it was like a like a group RPG, but you called into a like a like a telephone service, and like the operator was the DM kind of thing. It's like AT and T LARPing, they, right? And they and they talk <laughs> about it's like, wow, that's a crazy idea. I can't believe anyone would try to do that. No one's ever done anything like that before. A game that you play with other people, like who aren't with you, that's crazy. There's uh, a lot of game development jokes. There's a lot of like references to like how weird games are and how weird making games is, and like it's very meta at times. Um, it's very smart. I think it's I think yeah. a very smart game. Um, and there's no wrong way to do it. Like I, I, I was, you know, I try to min max. I mean, conceivably, stuff I you should characters. be able to replay this. For it would eternity. be very interesting to replay this game as a hardline communist or yeah. a hardline authoritarian or as a complete psychic nut job. As a because I'm playing as sort of like a fact based detective Dude, guy. Yeah, like, I'm playing like a because that's what I thought it was when You're I right. started. Like, I'm I a cop. Re- I need to solve. I was this like, thing. oh, it's a cop story. I'm gonna yeah. pick intelligence and investigation and kind of like you know I'll deal with like. If I, you know, hopefully my partner's better at aiming a gun than right. I am. Like, <laughs> but, like, it's very forgive. Like, it's really only the really challenging skill checks that you're going to run into problems. And also, you you level up every 100 XP, and you get, like, 5 XP for, like, clever dialogue in interactions, and you get, like, 20 to 30 for completing, like, quest points. I'm, I have more than enough. I have tons. So you level I have, up I like frequently. six or seven skill points right now that I haven't used because I don't. I've learned that the best thing to do is, like, you don't want to level up right when you level up. You want to save that skill, those skill points so that when you hit a thing that you really want to pass the skill check. There it is. In, intelligent, psychic, physical, and mo. Yeah, mo- the motor. upper left there. Yeah. Motive, motive, motivation or something like that. Yeah, those, uh-huh. are, those are your th- And that's the, those are the thoughts. Those are the thoughts on, the on, right. on there that you can like, yeah. go through. Is it... Uh, yeah. Some kind of superstar, it says it at the top. Yeah, you, you, uh, when you don't have your... Um, 
So you, when you don't have your uh, your memory yet, you th you have a slight delusion that you might be awesome. Oh, like early on, you're like, wait, am I really cool? And like they're like, <laughs> no, you are not. But you can like convince yourself you are by picking that thought. And oh, okay. you saw there the That's the, interesting. You don't you get like more dialogue choices to be an asshole about it, but you also get a negative two penalty to your logic oh, skill. Because okay. you're delusion you're deluding yourself. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing is like that's that that's the whole game is stuff Where, like that. What keeps you playing? See what happens next. Are there like cliffhangers see, where or no, I mean it's it's just you're trying to unravel the mystery, but you also want to see what this nut job does next and what you what you can say to people next. Like some of the conversations go off in crazy town. A lot of the characters you run into are are really weird, as weird as you are. Is um, the pacing good though? Where are they revealing like things that like an IV drip? So you're constantly like intrigued and like yeah, kind I of mean, well that that kind of that's sort of up to you. Okay, like I mean the thing the main thing they do is. Um, like I the the first day ended and right as I basically figured out the investigation on this the body, but that took me like six hours of playtime because I was getting distracted by all the things you can do on the uh, side. Right, everywhere. right, right. There was there was the bookstore investigation and there was a whole thing with the pawn shop and I ha you have to find your gun and your badge are missing so you don't know where those went. Eventually, you find out that you pawned the gun and so that you have to figure out who has your gun now because that's a service pistol and. If someone gets hurt by it, that's a bad thing. Right, right. Uh, it's on you. And later you figure out that, oh, my uniform is also missing. <laughs> and so someone has your uniform somewhere. Or maybe you don't even have a uniform. Like, you don't know. Like, that's the thing is, like, you don't know. And everybody's so annoyed with you that they won't help you figure out what it is. So you're, it's like a really clever way of making amnesia work as a game concept because, like, and like your and like parts of your, your brain, your inner brain, like from your other skills, clearly do know, but they don't, like, like they don't tell you, like because oh. they don't like you either. Like your brain doesn't <laughs> like you either. Um, there is it's some, such a bizarre game. There is some voice acting, like like usually like big, especially major conversations are generally fully voice acted. Other conversations with prim prominent like named characters, the, uh, the 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 dialogue will be voiced, or at least the early dialogue in the conversation will be. Um, but it's all it's all written in text as a as a story, so it'll have like you know. In quotes, the dialogue and the, the she says adjusting her headband, da, da, da. but like the voice acting will just say the line in the quotes, but you can read along with it. Um, which, uh, which again, very early Bioware, very Planescape tormenty. Is this a big game? It seems to be. Um, like if, if you see, uh, like there's a map that popped up at one point in the B roll, and it shows like four places to go. I've only been to two of them. And how long have you been playing? Like. 13, 14 hours. Okay. Um, so it's at least like a 30 hour like, cause game. Like the, yeah, easily. So like, yeah, so you start on the, well, I guess there's three places. So the first time you start like kind of up in the upper right corner there, and then the bridge to, to the down below part doesn't, like the, the bridge is broken and you have to wait till Wednesday for it to be fixed, and you start on Monday, I think it is. So you have um, a few days before you So can... there's a couple of game days before you, you get there. Um, and you can see there, like, there's all the days with the various things that, oh, yeah. uh, that you've done. Find uh, cigarettes. Find, yeah. The, <laughs> some of the quests are very, very standard. Like, <laughs> That's funny. Uh, how much is this game? Uh, I think it was 40. 40 bucks? Um, Maybe it was 30. It was 30 or 40. Probably worth it if you're into the, this genre because I mean, you're not going to yeah. get it anywhere else. It is astoundingly weird, and it's um, – 
Like, it's also not at all what I thought something called Disco Elysium was going to yeah, be. Yeah, like, I, I don't think anybody would have thought. Like, I was expecting maybe something a little more like After Party. Yeah, yeah, you know I mean? yeah, for sure. Um, because it's not about partying at all. But it is. It, it but it is. You're an alcoholic. About but... kind of the true desperation of what the '70s were really about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's you know this is not this is not Saturday Night Fever. This is this takes place on the stoop four houses down on in Taxi Driver. You know, like <laughs> right, it's right. it's uh, it's horribly depressing and but also wickedly funny. Um, it is one of the best things I've played all year. Wow, like, I, I love it to death. It is. It's like nothing else. It's incredibly smart. Um, it's it's like weirdly fearless, even in an era of all these indie games that do such weird things. Yeah. Um, and it's just I, I just can't. I, it surprises me constantly. Like and and that doesn't happen all that often. Is it PC only? Right now, yeah. yeah. I don't know. If Is it doing... coming to consoles? I don't know. Uh, I don't see any reason why it couldn't. But I don't. I don't know if they have gotten. I mean, this this feels like it might be like a dude. Let's just get the game finished. Yeah. And yeah. We'll worry about it. But I mean, considering the response it's gotten and how weird it is, it would shock me if it doesn't come to the consoles later on. Yeah, they'd be cutting off uh, their nose to spite their face. Yeah. Well, and also, like, if I was, if I'm like Sony or Microsoft, like, I'm if I see this, I'm like, I'm on, I got them on the phone that day. Like you're like, trying no to get way. this exclusively. Like, I, you think? Either that, I, at the very least, I want it on my system. Yeah. Like I definitely want it on. PlayStation, if I'm Sony, I mean it would it would run on Switch as well. I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's so a very it's a. I mean, you can turn the stuff up pretty well, but like it's it's very you know you can see it's it's has it, a very it unique looks like look. a weird oil painting most. It of the does, time. yeah. I like, like the look of it for sure. But uh, but it's it's very co it's very visually coherent. They they pick an art style and they run with it. There you can see the the thought cabinet. Yeah, is what yeah. It's called. You're equipping all that. And you're equipping all his abilities. There's there's all his skills. Um. I didn't even try to lift those that barbell because like, I, I had no physical ability, and it's very like that thing where you saw where you just spun around like that's these two old guys are playing with these balls in this crater, and you're like, oh, I'll sh-. you can pick dialogue that says like, I know what this game, I'll show them how it's done, and you pick it up and you shot put it into the ocean, and they're like. We were playing bowls. Like we can't play now. You threw one of our balls into the ocean. What the fuck are you doing? And like, and like, you either you have to apologize or give them a new ball. Or like, it's very funny. It it, it sounds you're you're a complete loon. You're a complete fuck up. Like that's it's it's and like no even no matter how good you try to be, you will always screw something up. Like the, and 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 then you have to somehow fix it. Or your partner your partner is way more competent than you are. So Kim's kind of there to sort of. Pick up the pieces. Um, yeah. There's also periods where, like, if you need to do something really shady, he won't approve of it. So there's ways to basically ditch him. Uh, and do, so you and can do, get away with the and stuff. And do the that... shadies. Because you can be a totally <laughs> corrupt cop. Like, you can, like, force people to give you bribes and, like, steal money from people and, like, shake down businesses if you want. Like, I mean, there's you can there's a lot of options here. Um, you can play this however you want. Whatever '70s cop archetype you want to go with, you can go. You can be a Punch. straight shooter. You can be like the the intuitive, like sees the crime scene detective. You can be like the big, like brute force, dirty hairy thing, or you can be like the the next, you know, the the the, the hippie sort of like out of this world sort of intuition guy. And like it's also fun. So like I so I did more intelligence and um, the 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 detective stuff. And the funny thing was when I finally got all the stuff together that allowed me to investigate the crime scene, he's really good at it. Like, he uh, can tell how many people were there, how what size all the boot prints were, how heavy all the people that made the boot prints were. And as you tell those things to Kim, to your partner, 
Kim becomes more and more impressed with you oh, that I you see. can actually do the job. Like, wait well. a minute, he's a drunk, but somehow he's, he's a good drunk at this idiot. <laughs> but he knows that the guy who made these footprints was two hundred kilos, so maybe he was carrying the victim. Right, and right. This, you know, and it's like huh. it's so that's really cool that I have this character that like. Like he's a complete mess, but like once it, when when it comes but down to competent. it, you understand why he's still employed, right? Why you know? he does his job. He's too good to get rid huh. of. So you would recommend this to everyone? That might be a everyone who's willing to like play a really dialogue heavy game. I mean, if you if you demand action twitch based stuff, it's not definitely not that. Yeah. Um, but if you like, you know, if you, I'd say maybe if you like the idea of like a Telltale game that actually cares what you pick. Ah. Uh, on a moment-to-moment basis, like that's that's a pretty close comparison. As long as you're not afraid of a lot of reading, yeah, like it's a lot of text. Um, but it's ve- if which means if pro- looking at this text, it would not work on Switch. I <laughs> not mean, in handheld it, mode. <laughs> it, yeah, well, I mean, you, if you could make the text bigger, like because that's the thing is like you don't need to see the rest of the screen that much when the text is on. So if you want to make, you could make that side of the screen. I mean, half the screen is taken up with text. You yeah. can make it work. Um, I mean, I mean, Witcher has a has a text size option. I think that, yeah. that works pretty well. So, you pretty much tipped your hand for adventure game of the year for yeah. for you at this point. I, mean, I, I don't. I mean, there's nothing else like it. It's it's really well done. I'm gonna have to play it now after your recommendation. Yeah, I don't know what you'll think of it. Like it, it's 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 slow and it's, it can be slow if you're not progressing yourself far enough. It's slow and just ultra strange but like this is going to be an early december pickup for me so i can play it before we do our game of yeah, the year but this is episode. this is like this year's uh, return of the Oberdin. din oh i think it's it's like it's like oh this great thing just came out of nowhere and it's like nothing else i've played all year or maybe any year and you have to try it like cool. you maybe, have to at least try it maybe on the consoles eventually they do a demo or something like that because this is really kind of one of those things where you need a taste of it yeah i would i mean i would definitely if like for a console release i would release a thing where you can play like the first six six in-game hours of yeah. the first day or something yeah, yeah. just to figure out like if it's if what it is and if it's like your your to your taste um but yeah it's uh if you're looking at it and hearing about this and you're like oh yeah i want it. i mean it's and it's like just such weird shit you can do like like you know, there's there's like garbage cans everywhere and like bottles laying everywhere. It's like and you think it's like just part of the the environment, it's just yeah. like you know atmosphere. But if you find a plastic bag, you can equip the plastic bag and pick Start up all the bottles. Up. So it's just really detail oriented. And then take them to this store and turn them in for money at a recycling machine. <laughs> like it's and like so now like yes I am a I'm are you a, addicted to I am recycling? A de- I am a, a detective investigating a murder, but I am also carrying a plastic bag around it all because what you're carrying is shown in your hands. Yeah, everything you equip on the character is shown physically. Yeah. So there's, I'm asking these people questions about the body in the back, but I've also got this giant plastic bag full of <laughs> bottles. It's, it's, That's great. It's, it, I love it. It's, all right. It's great. Well, there you go. That's Disco Elysium, only available for PC, but it comes right now, highly yeah. recommended from someone. But who's... not Epic Game Store exclusive. It's not. No, it's on Steam. Yeah. Coming highly recommended from someone you should trust on the genre, Matt Kyle. So yeah, if you if uh, Planescape Torment is, it's cheaper <laughs> than buying Planescape yeah. Torment. Isn't in everything cheaper? Yeah. Um, so yeah, fifty bucks versus forty. So. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk next about sales numbers. The MPDs just came in. Uh, I think we here's something Disco Elysium probably isn't. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to catch uh, Disco Elysium on the MPD report unless everyone takes your advice and goes out and buys it. But MPDs came out. Be nice for, to have an audience that big, but yeah, yeah, not today. Nope. 
so the MPDs came out in the last few days for September of 2019. We actually discussed the MPDs for the prior month, and we had remarked about how they were not trending in a good direction. Mm-hmm. Um, the September 29 MPDs continue that discouraging trend. Overall, the industry was down 8% year over year overall. Of that 8%, uh, hardware was down 22%. Software was down just 4%. That's year over year. Yeah, People are locking down their hardware budgets because they know what's coming next year. Yep. Uh, hardware's was killing it because you got to to realize that hardware, that's big ticket items. Yeah. And these all, I don't know if people realize, but MPD is done by dollars. It's not by units. Mm-hmm. So when we're about to show you guys like the top 10 games for that month, it's not that those games sold the most copies. It's that they generated the most revenue. So a game that sells for full price is 60 bucks. It it's loaded so that it has a better chance of finishing in the top 10 than a game that costs less. So just keep that in mind. Um, but you're right. The big dip overall is because people have stopped buying hardware. Almost a quarter down mm-hmm. from the same time Which, I mean, last year. I know we you know, I certainly kind of feel like there's more life in the current systems like that next gen could probably last stay another year away, but the sales do seem to indicate that everybody that has these systems at these current prices has them. Yep. I mean, that's pretty much what it's come down to. Yeah. You've reached the law of no returns, yeah, not you've, diminishing. You've reached saturation. Yeah, basically. everybody who wants a last-gen console has it. I think yeah. once, Until it starts dropping in price yeah. to last-gen prices, yep. which happens over the course. Once the of consoles get down to like 150 yeah. or whatever, people start snatching them up again. But right now we're in that law where they haven't done that yet, mm-hmm. and they're starting to ramp up for next-gen. So not a surprise that hardware sales have dropped down that much. And in all honesty, software sales... It's a little misleading that they're down 4% because the year prior was Spider-Man. Yeah, the lack of, of regular Sony exclusives, like AAA Sony it's exclusives, hurt. is definitely having an impact. Yeah, if you think about it, you're taking $15 million in sales yeah. out of the market with everyone that doesn't get released. So Spider-Man was September of last year. So being down 4% software year over year, not that big of a deal. Although Spider-Man's still selling really well. Oh, yeah, for the sure. The game of the year, or the, you know, the, that version. But that version is 20 bucks, so it's not going to impact the NPD as much. Yep, and if you look at 2019 so far, it's sales uh, software sales are actually flat with mm-hmm. 2018. So you might want to – I mean, I guess you would hope that software sales would go up as more people get consoles, but at least it's not dropped. It's going to be interesting to see what November looks like because there's, like, big stuff in November, but you wonder if people are buying all of them or they're just picking one. Most people are going to have to pick. I mean, Death Stranding is is clearly kind of the closest thing we have to Spider-Man this year. Yeah. But, like, A, I don't think Hideo Kojima has that kind of reach in comparison. I'm thinking it's a six million, seven, seven million seller. That's what Pactor um, said on Pactor Factory. He thinks it'll sell five to eight. Well, then let let me uh, revise that then. Um, (laughs) Are you going to go lower or higher? (laughs) No, I I think six to seven is. I'm going to go right in the middle of where he said. I think think that's about right. Um, And uh, although lifetime could be higher, is yeah, I think over time it'll be better. Pretty. I mean, I I mean, people will buy that for PlayStation Five. So yeah, it'll keep. It'll have some legs for sure. But it's not Spider Man. Yeah, it's not God of War. Yeah, it doesn't have that wide commercial appeal yeah also it's hard to look at that game and know what it is like, true. like that god of war and spider-man also the advantage of all you got to do is show anyone like a clip of it and they get it they get it yeah. it's like okay i'm hitting things with an axe i'm i'm, I'm a big badass but dude. Then you see a dude from from the walking dead yeah. like coddling a baby in a plastic tube, plastic tube and you're and like the, what and, and delivering giant boxes right and yeah then, like and then mads mickelson shows up and 
And does looks like himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I, it, 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 I don't know. You're really leaning on, on curiosity. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so I got to cancel that special edition. I don't want to pay two hundred dollars for that game. Aren't you getting the baby with it? Doesn't that? Yeah, I mean, but I don't think I want. I mean, if I had that, I'd probably just turn around and sell it. Because it'll care. that'll eventually be worth money. That yeah, but baby. I never do anything with shit like yeah. that. I've had that stupid Borderlands Two special edition in my garage for years, I'm and you just don't sell it. it. And at this, I always get to the point. Where I'm just like, just take it, just get it or out. You of give here. it away to somebody, or I yeah. take it to like a game store, and they give me like ten dollars for right. it. So and then they sell it for like two hundred. Right. <laughs> so anyway, software flat year over year. The top ten best selling games um, of that month. We're going to pop pop up on the screen right now. NBA. It's pretty shocking. In one month, NBA 2K20 became the best-selling game of the year. It is the top-selling game of 2019, Matt. So that, that should tell you how much the complaining about microtransactions matters. Think about that. A, a basketball game, the top-selling mm-hmm. game, period, of 2019. And it happened in like a month. You have some of these other games that have been available for longer, and it doesn't matter. I, I mean, I know NBA 2K does great pretty much every year, but best for the year? I don't think that's ever happened. It'd be Borderlands. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I mean, I always really do try to emphasize that, like, you know, the, the bulk of people who make the game industry, the multi-billion dollar industry it is at, at the retail point, are not us. They're not real like us. They we probably wouldn't have anything in common with them. No, you're right. Like they they other play, than the fact that we both own consoles. We probably all both know <laughs> we both know what the face buttons look like on a PlayStation. That's about yeah. it. Like <laughs> it, like they wouldn't watch this show. Yeah, uh, but they would play NBA 2K. And apparently, like it's, apparently that, everyone that kind of plays thing. it. It's pretty crazy. I mean, also like Breakpoint has a shot there. I mean, Breakpoint came out like wasn't that like the last day of the month? Yeah, yeah. And it's number six. Yeah. Damn. It's pretty good. That, yeah, that's all right. Code, I didn't expect to see Code Vein up there. I mean, FIFA 20, that's been number one in the UK for like five weeks in a row. Yeah. No surprise there. Link's Awakening debuting at number four. Are you surprised by that? No, I mean, it's, it's a single platform. Yeah, but... uh, the UK this past week, half of the games are Switch games yep. in the top ten in the UK this last week. So Switch is doing great in mm-hmm. Europe. It's a little surprising to me that it's it debuted at fourth. Not to me. I mean, against NBA, Borderlands, and FIFA that are on all platforms, like that yeah. that's too much. People, also, also, I think more people than we might think um, also agreed with us that $60 is too much for that day. That's true. Like, could that's, be true. A, that's a steep price point for yeah. that. Madden um, holding on at five. Man, that's good for Madden. Usually it has that, it's, it comes out in August, it shows big in August, and then it just disappears. And yeah. not this year. It stuck around for a second month at, at number five, no less. As you mentioned, Ghost Recon Breakpoint coming in at number six, barely released. Barely even in September. Yeah. So chances are it's probably going to make top three for October. I would think so. I would guess. Uh, Gears 5, that looks like a disappointing debut, but you've got to remember. pretty good for an Xbox One exclusive. Well, that, plus you have to remember that a lot of people just got it for two bucks or yeah. whatever. They got it on Game Pass. That stuff is same, not included. Same with Breakpoint. Breakpoint yep. was on uh, that's true. Ubi's, like, Ubi's subscription service, yep, too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Code Vein, the biggest shock. Actually, I don't know. The next one might be the biggest shocker, but Code Vein's to me that's surprising. Yeah, come in at number like that's, eight. That's that's great numbers for that. Yeah, heck yeah. Like I don't think even Bandai Namco would have thought I that it would finish so, in no. the top ten. Uh, NHL twenty at number nine. Are these is this right? Like, isn't I, that good? 
It's great. Like, I just can't believe it finished that high. Like, mm. NHL, the NHL franchise has turned into an afterthought. Like, EA doesn't even really send out review code for the game I didn't anymore. even know it came out. Yeah, I mean, there's because no one reviewed it. Like, EA doesn't even, like, send out review code for it anymore. It's just like, whatever. Like, hmm. we know the same X number of people are going to buy it who are big-time hockey fans, and that's it. I have so. seen more promotion for a cricket game on Steam than I've seen for NHL 20 total. Yeah. It's crazy. So, but it made the top 10. Mario Kart 8, which was, by the way, the best-selling game in Europe last week. Wow. Yeah. Don't 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 try to stop the Mario Kart. It's insane. No, it was the best-selling Switch game mm. for last week in the UK. Not the, the best-selling game was FIFA, well, but it wasn't going to be wasn't going to be Overwatch. No. Um and then they also provided Witcher's doing good. What'd you say? Witcher's doing good. Yeah, it is doing well for Switch. Yeah, it was up in the top three in the UK. And then uh, MPD also put out, and we don't have this for you guys to see, but I'll just run through them very quickly. Uh, MPD also put put out the 10 best-selling games of 2019 so far. And as we already said, NBA 2K20, already number one, Mm -hmm. still blows my mind. And I think it's going to blow your mind even more when we start going through these. Number two, Mortal Kombat 11. NBA beat Mortal Kombat Number three, Borderlands 3, already third for all of 2019. Doing good. That's crazy. Madden number four, Kingdom Hearts 3 number five. Yeah, I mean. That, you surprised by that? Not really. I mean, but the, the most notable thing about Kingdom Hearts 3 to me is how fast people stop talking about it. I know. But uh, when it came out, people were all oh, I mean, over. There are people who literally waited half their lives for that game. Yeah, so, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, number six, The Division 2. Yeah. Which yeah. I would argue is the best game as a service I've played this year. Definitely better than number seven, which also might surprise you, Anthem, the seventh best-selling game this year. Um, that doesn't super surprise me. I mean, like, there's a lot of people that buy games, like, you know, especially Bioware games, buy them sight unsold. So That's still surprising to me after all the negativity and the bad press. Most people that don't know that don't even, even know happens. It. You're right. You know, and now, I mean, now they're paying for it. Like, I log on to that once in a while just to see what's going on and, like, uh, it's 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 just a ghost town. I mean, and they like, just put up a Halloween event. Yeah, well, which that, I was surprised. I'm like, like, wait the, a minute. Where? The HardTimes.net did a thing on that where there's like, uh, they're like, they're like Bioware puts up puts up great Halloween activities for the one Anthem player still playing or something. <laughs> Trick or treat. Uh, number eight, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Are you surprised it didn't finish higher? Um, it came out late last year, and of course you assume really. I mean, I think a lot of the sales come in that first month. First but. month, it also came out in December. It's like prime Christmas gift territory. Um, I feel like a lot of the people that wanted that got it right away, like at least in that first month because Christmas was in there. Um, but yeah, that's a respectable place for it. It is. I, I would just say it didn't have... That's also a game you really want to get in on the ground floor of if you want to play yeah. it like, seriously. So it's true. It's, it's a, you gotta, I still thought it would do you better. Can't buy a, you can't wait for a sale on a fighting game if you want to like be in with the day one tech. You're right. So. I still thought it would also, be Also, that's not there's no digital included there. So, I think a lot I bought that's the first first party Switch game I bought digitally because I knew I didn't want to have to swap a card in and, and out every time I just wanted to play around to Smash Brothers. Yeah. So, uh, I think a lot of digital sales it'd be interesting to have the digital sales on these things. Um, I'd also wonder what links MPD looks is like. starting to include digital sales. But I'm sure they'd love to, but you have to get the companies to share that. It's so. that's the problem. So it's not really fair because some companies are sharing it, some aren't. Mm-hmm. And so the companies that are sharing it, they're getting boosts in their numbers. Like to me, MPD shouldn't consider that stuff until it's considering it from everyone. Yeah, it should, there should be asterisks everywhere. Yep, that. it should be. Uh, number nine, the Resident Evil Two remake. Deserved. Yeah, but 
I, I mean, I'm surprised that Anthem outsold it. I think Anthem, I mean, Anthem, it was very strongly advertised, very widely, you know, distributed. I mean, it was everywhere at the time. It's Bioware. People, you know, I think Anthem broke a lot of, was the last straw for a lot of people on, on Bioware. But, like, it's not like Mass Effect Andromeda convinced people that Bioware was going to make a terrible game again. Um, I don't think Anthem is terrible. I don't yeah. know. It's just, it's just boring. Yeah. Um, and you also, I mean, I was dumb enough to go in on it. I would Even if I wasn't doing this show, I would have still bought it. I would have oh, yeah. still been in there. Because it looked like you could fly around like Iron Man. Yeah. And you can. You can. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah. Flying around like Iron Man. I mean, landing. it's the best Iron Man game ever. Sure. Until Iron Man VR comes out, probably. Or or if uh, Avengers really surprises us in right. May. Yeah, it's true. Um, but right now, there's nothing nothing else like landing in Anthem. It feels good, yeah. Um, they nailed that part of it. It's just, then you got to do all the boring shooting. Right. All the other stuff. So. Uh, and then 10. Grand Theft Auto Five. Who's buying this game still? I think there's people that are just like building furniture out of it. Stop! Like I don't Stop know. Stop it! Like somewhere out there, there's <laughs> people that are like, like I want to wallpaper my whole bedroom with <laughs> like cases of Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> Who doesn't have that at this point? That wants it. I, don't know. I used to ask that it's about crazy. the PlayStation Two after you know when they were hitting like 130 million. So I'm like. Who doesn't? Are you just getting one for every room in the yeah, house yeah. at this point? When it gets to hundred bucks, you kind of can. The other, and the other crazy thing, like buying it for your like your cabin physical, or whatever. Those are physical copies too. Yeah, so someone's just buying discs on discs. It's crazy. So how? So in your opinion, how are things looking, Matt? We're coming. We're closing out Generation Eight here. How are things looking to you? Do you I think? think? I mean, I think they look about fine considering the year it is. Like, it's, yeah. you know, we're in, we're we're the year before the new consoles, so there's sort of a little. You know, everyone's holding their breath a little bit. Sony's been kind of out of the picture in a weird way for most of the year. Um, you know, Days Gone certainly didn't set the world on fire and everything else. Yeah, how about that? Wait, wait, wait. That's not, you make a good point. Hmm? Everyone was telling me that Days Gone sold so well. I got in, like, a Twitter argument with somebody who was like, oh, I know the data, and, oh, it's selling like crazy, and it's sold out at all our stores. Where is yeah. it? I mean, it sold like I think it sold like three, four million, which isn't terrible, but it's not good for a Sony. Yeah, AAA that's what exclusive. I was saying, and people were telling me I was crazy that it was no. selling out. I mean, I think it's I think it probably was ex, you know more or less up to or maybe slightly below expectations for Sony Ben's first major open world production. I don't think Sony I need ben, to look up that Twitter thread where I. Got I don't think Sony Ben's going to be in it. trouble for that or anything with Sony, but it's I mean it, it's not a God of War, it's not a Spider Man, it's probably not even a Death Stranding. Yeah, like it's just not it's not one of those Sony tentpole like you know quarter anchor exclusive yeah. the people the people who are debating with me about it were like oh it absolutely is not and at all no yeah like, you're, that was just ridiculous to even yeah. think so. i'll have to dig up that thread and uh it, it was the most muted like overall in terms of like kind of the hype buildup like, coming up to it even in the core gaming world it was the most subdued i've ever seen people be for a triple a sony exclusive on the playstation 4 they like, keep updating it seems like every time i boot up my ps4 there's another update that's yeah, been I mean, downloaded you, you and installed you can't say they haven't kept they <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It. they're they trying it for it's, sure but yeah, they added new modes it's like yeah. you know they they were all in and i i credit them for that and i i don't hate that game at all but like yeah it was it was not a tremendous year for sony uh, that's that's an understatement. Certainly, sure. in comparison to things we're waiting for from them, you know, we're waiting for Death Stranding, and we're waiting for Last of Us Two, and we're waiting for Ghost of Tsushima, and whatever else. Thing. I mean, clearly, Horizon Two is probably in there somewhere coming up. Uh, there's there's probably a lot of nice things to uh, you know right over the horizon, but uh, it's just sort of like meh, you know, it's it, it, it's it's a weird year. If you're not 
every, if you look away from the switch, everything else is just sort of there. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty bland year. Like, like honestly, I'm a little, I, I am a little concerned about the game of the year episode because that's going to be. It's, I think it's going to be tough this year. It's be hard picking standouts this year. I, I think, think we're going to have a lot of different picks this year. A lot of times, like probably what about half of the awards we we kind of agree on as far as the winner. Yeah, but it's roughly. Like, but I think this year it's going to be like really twenty five percent. We're going to agree. Yeah, on. it's going to come down to like what's what what little weird thing about this one game that isn't a standout compared to these other five other games spoke to me more than other stuff. Yeah, I think a lot of it's going to be very personalized. Yeah. It's going to be what spe- what what was it about this game that spoke to me? Yeah, and it may not say anything to you, but because it it's the me. only way to like it's the only way to to pick something whenever when nothing is like a jump out like yeah. you know we don't have a Witcher 3 this year we no. don't have a there's no runaway the i mean year. look there's still some games that come out this year but as of right now there's no runaway candidate for game yeah of the i year. don't i mean there's nothing left on the docket that makes me think like oh that thing's going to set some stuff on fire but like it's kind of funny to I think looking at this right now if you froze this year in time like Anthem might end up appearing on like some game of the year yeah. awards. You know, it's a little surprising to me, or not, maybe not surprising because we didn't know what happened with it. But it's just sort of like, oh, that's that says a thing about the the year the year long list is um, uh, no Far Cry. Yeah, remember Far Cry New Dawn came out this year. I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, it's nowhere on any nowhere. of this stuff. Nowhere. Uh, the- and Far Cry usually does crack the top. 10, oh yeah, stuff like that. absolutely. That's why we have so damn many of them. Yeah, they're of the bottom, uh, the ten to twenty for September. Just a couple things I'll mention: uh, Spyro Reignited Trilogy, fourteenth; Red Dead Redemption Two, fifteenth; and then it's like Rainbow Six Siege at sixteenth. Think about that; that game's still selling. Mm. Uh, Plants vs Zombies Battle Battle for Neighborville came out at seventeenth in its debut. Yeah, I actually I, I learned a thing about that where like. Um, my my brother in law texted me screenshots of his text with with my niece about um, where she was she was com- she was complaining about like oh this Plants vs Zombies stuff looks kind of interesting but I also don't want to play it and he's like why not she's like EA and <laughs> she, he's like he's like I swear to God. he says to me he's like I swear to God we didn't teach her this and he's like EA because you don't like 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 that or you don't because she's like because they're a bad company wow and he's like, wow she's oh eleven she's eleven that's crazy and like and then she like. And then she says that is um, bad news. And she sends yet. him a picture of the Plants vs Zombies Battle for the Neighborhood Neighborville uh, Neighborville uh, title screen. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, oh my god, this is a, there's a new game out. I thought they were talking about an old game. Holy shit! <laughs> and, and like, and I, I text back. I'm trying to imagine texting my dad the words "Holy shit!" when right. I was 11. Yeah, <laughs> I a different world. I wouldn't be coming home. <laughs> no, she is, it's a different <laughs> world. Spending the night there, at a friend's house, but. Like she's super excited about that, but she's torn because she doesn't want to support EA. Yeah. So th- I found the people that care about Plants vs Zombies. Clear- <laughs> clearly, or that reaction is something notable. But uh, again, you're in the it's EA problem yeah. with an 11 year old girl who who does. Uh, I'm like, so bad. I mean, we swear to. I didn't say anything about EA to her. My my yeah. sister didn't. Like, no one said it. Out. She just knew. She <laughs> looked at what they did and she's like, "That's a terrible company." Uh, Children know EA. Yeah. So that's Children. not a that's not a good debut for that game because if you bought it initially, it was ten dollars cheaper than if you waited for. Yeah. You, early access was thirty. If you bought it when it actually came out, which I think was just today, yeah, actually, it was, it it's was forty bucks. Yeah. So you actually will pay more for it now than you did back then. So that does not bode well. Uh, Marvel Spider Man. Just another element of uh, trying to leverage FOMO to get yeah. you to buy something that's not finished yet. I think what we're seeing in the bottom ten from from September is the people who are buying consoles 
are going back and buying the best games for those consoles. Yeah. Uh, so at 18, you have Marvel Spider-Man, and at 20, you have Breath of the Wild. And then Catherine, full body, debuted at 19, which is kind of surprising. Mm. So there you go. That's the MPDs for September. October, November, those are going to be the big months and truly the telling months. Um, one thing you can always count on is November and December being huge for Nintendo. So there's even a chance that by the time the sun sets on 2019, these numbers that we're talking about that are down year over year, year could actually end up becoming positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Uh, December is usually a dead zone, but October, November are great for game sales, and that could kind of pull the year up by its bootstraps and get us to a net positive. And then next year, yeah, one way or the other, next year will it's going to be gigantic, be all of, yeah, because all the hardware at full price coming out, it's going to be a record-setting year in games. Yeah, it's I believe. just it's a calm before a storm. Yep. I think. Yep. So, I think the industry is doing okay. This console transition's not too rough. I mean, we've seen it a lot worse, where yeah. it, it almost be, flatlines before we get to be the less, next. I think it would be less weird in terms of like year-over-year stuff if Sony had maintained a steady release schedule as opposed to whatever it is they're doing here. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. That's MPDs. Next, we're going to talk about Capcom. Uh, this week, the creator of Okami came out and said that he is interested in doing a sequel to the game. Matt, do you believe that that's a good idea? Um, I mean, I like Okami a lot. I do too. I'm not saying personally. I'm saying fiscally for Capcom, is it a good idea to do a sequel to this game? I don't know. I mean, it it seems like it has limited appeal, but like weirder things have happened. For sure. Um, (laughs) I mean, when this game came out and everyone was like, oh my God, I can't believe they they released this thing. It's so weird for like a Western audience to even care about like a Japanese mythology game that is oddly like very conservative. Yeah. Like like it's actually, it's actually like, um, like I don't know how to describe it. It'd be like if, uh, if, uh, if, if you put out a game in America, which was about like a, a magic bald eagle defending the Bill of Rights. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's oh, like, that game would sell like hotcakes right yeah, now. <laughs> like, I mean, to us, it's just like oh, look at all this weird magic stuff and mythological stuff. But like, it, it's it's got a it conservative bent if you're uh, from Japan, apparently. Yeah. Um, but then I would have said the same thing about Yakuza. Right. And Yakuza has become quite the cottage industry uh, for Sega over here. Sure. So yeah. um, why not? I mean. I mean, I'm, all, I'm down for it. I love Okami. But I think as long as you can make it run on the Switch, you've got a pretty good That's a good sales point. base. <laughs> That's a good point. Go. That might not be a bad idea as a Switch exclusive, honestly. I would. That's Yeah. I mean. It almost makes too much sense. It's, it would be good to just start on the Switch, at least, and like, yeah. move to the other, other platforms Once later. I build some hype, get some good reviews. Um, I would also keep costs down. Yep. So that news came out, which I was a little surprised to hear, and then Capcom had its quarterly financial report where it officially stated that it is looking into reviving several of its old IP. We have no new ideas, but how about this? Well, here's the thing, though, is that Capcom has a lot of IP that should be revived. Yeah. Do you realize that Capcom does not really make RPGs anymore? Did they? I mean, mean, Breath of Fire. Breath of Fire. That's about and it. And some of the Mega Man stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, and you I still guess, get some of that stuff on handhelds, but... Yeah, I mean, I guess, what was it? The Battle Network stuff was yeah. more RPGs? Yeah. Not and, great. No. I mean, I don't think Capcom's ever made a great RPG. Really. Yeah, even Breath of Fire no, was. Breath of Fire I was, think that's an overrated franchise. Breath of Fire was a B-lister. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything... I mean, the closest they get is, like, action stuff, like uh, Dragon's Dogma. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd love to see them bring that. I mean, I don't know if that's a dormant IP, really, because they did just have that online game that I think they just shut down after a few years. Yeah. Um, I love that game. Uh, but, like, you asked about... you asked for my picks on this, and yep. I, was, I was thinking older stuff Me we too. haven't seen in a long time. Yep. So, in light of this, Matt and I decided to go back and look at some of Capcom's old franchises and pick which ones we would like to see revived. Now, I don't know how you tackled this, Matt, but for me personally, I tried to look for... I, I looked at it from the perspective if I was the CEO of Capcom and what I thought would be smartest for the company. You may have come at it from a completely different angle, but that's... I think the stuff that I'd want to play... You just wanted to play. Out. Okay. So, Matt, what was your first pick for a Capcom franchise you'd like to see revived? I'd like to see them give Maximo another shot. Now, um, Maximo or Ghouls and Ghosts? Maximo. Okay. Which is what we're seeing right now. Which is, Maximo was kind of a spiritual successor to Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah. Uh, He's not Arthur. Um, he's a, he's like a Roman, uh, so it's it's clearly not medieval times. It's it's I don't know the the occupation of of Albion era of, of British <laughs> colonization. Um, but it was a uh, it was on the, there were two games on the PlayStation Two, uh, Maximo Ghost to, to Glory and uh, Maximo versus the Army of Zin. Uh, I never were, played the second uh, one. They were both. Very good, but hard as nails. Maximo like, is really like you hard. Wanna, Dark Souls, my ass. Like these yeah. games are harder than Dark Souls. Well, just, to me, this was kind of a precursor to Dark Souls. There's there's an, there's some elements because in, you only can take what like four hits before you die. Because you take two. a hit, you lose a piece of armor. You lose and then you get down to your underwear and you take another hit, you die. Yeah, it's like three hits, I think. Yeah, and I think you can enhance that with some power ups, but generally, yeah, you got three hits and that's it. And it's not common to find a way to replenish that. No. Um, there, so there you have the extra hit by putting the right on the cue. On. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which is also an interesting way to handle health in a game. Yeah. In that you have X number of clothing pieces, and you lose one every time you get hit. And when you're naked, you're dead. Pretty much. <laughs> That's how it works. Worked for worked for ghosts and goblins, and it should work for everybody. How do you think a game like this would do today? Mm, I think if you made it less of like a mascot platformer and more of a Dark Soulsy sort of thing, I think it would do all right. Do you think if they took like a serious angle on it and made it look realistic, not and super realistic, but I think maybe like split the difference between maybe this and Dark Souls, okay, like visually, because um, you're kind of halfway there to some degree. Yeah. Um, and don't use like a Dark Souls like system. Like don't use like you know don't rip off Dark Souls as right. gameplay ideas, but just like a little less cartoony. And a little more like, um, not blood and guts, but just a little more God of War, maybe. Okay. Um, maybe come up with a decent story for once. It'd be interesting too, how, to see how they would revive this because this game is really linear. It is. It is literally just a cattle shoot that you're running down at all Like, time. I would like to see some kind of like, the revival I would do would be some sort of like mix of Dark Souls and, and the PS4 God of War. Yeah. Like, like a story-driven cinematic game that also like really delved into like how the combat worked. I mean, when this game came out, it was kind of like Dark Souls in that it was like very difficult compared to every other game coming out and either people were polarized on it. Either mm -hmm. people loved it or people hated it. Uh, yeah. Like, there was no Sessler, middle ground. Like Adam Sessler loved this game. He did. Which, does he like Dark Souls? I don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't play Dark Souls. Okay, but he does love. You know, this was kind of enough of a platformer for him yeah. to get into it. Um, I have said to him in the past, like, if you can play Maximo, you can play Dark Souls. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. 
But, I mean, um, you don't even have like the crazy parry and defensive mechanics that you have in Dark Souls in this. It's really just like pattern memorization. Yeah, I mean, you can you can game the system in Dark Souls. You can't game this game. No, nope. like, this game is you got you're either good enough or you're not. And uh, I know he finished it, so uh, I I would say he's good enough. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I never I never finished the first one. I think I got I like did. three quarters of the way through or something. I don't think I ever got. I to think the I end. finished it. I wonder what ever happened to all my old saves for all these games. Like, I wonder if I went and, like, dug out my old, like, PS2 memory cards, if those saves would still yeah, be good. they should still be you there. You think they would be? The old saves I have for my PS1 cards are still there. Wow. Okay. I know my N64 cards, the saves are gone now. I still got my save. That's really right, depressing. I got, still got my save for Final Fantasy VII right before Eris dies. Oh, really? I don't know why I kept that. Yeah, I went back and plucked out some of my N64 carts, and the first four I tried, the saves were gone. Well, that's because so. they're battery back. Right. So, yeah. like, so the, the, the memory cards are flash memory, so they don't need that. It was depressing to uh, think about all the hours that I had spent playing those games, and it was just now gone. All my records and... Yeah, like, that happened to me with my Saturn. Mario like, Kart. And... Something like four, 500 hours of Dragon Force gone. Yep. So I, I think about all those N64 games. I spent so, so much I time So I started over. Yeah, that game still. Can great. you replace the batteries in carts? Uh, you can. You have to take them apart and with like, the game bit or whatever. Them, yeah, you have to rip them apart and put them back together. But you can do that. Okay. Um, there's also. I'm not gonna do that. But there's also <laughs> some. People, you can also buy like there's people that sell like some for some games you can buy like mods that people make that like upgrade it to an actual flash ROM instead of like a battery driven thing. Yeah. So like that'll make so it doesn't need batteries ever again. I think somebody I saw somebody made that for like. Uh, I think for the Zelda games. Oh. N64. Do you remember that device that came out where you could take your saves and then upload them to the internet from like N64 yeah. and PlayStation? What was that thing called? I don't remember, but I, that was how like GameFAQs ran. It's like save archive thing you could do. Yeah. We, in yeah. my first ever website that I ran, Street Level Gaming, we had a page that was just save files mm. for N64 games so you could pick up in the middle or whatever. Um, I can't remember what that device was called at this point, though. The Dex Drive. Vincent, nice call, man. Yeah, it was the Dex Drive. That's exactly what it was. I use one of those things. So I ha- maybe I have some saves somewhere hidden on an old like PC hard drive that I had grabbed back then. But otherwise, they're all gone. Hmm. Uh, my pick, my first pick, we're both going to pick two. My first pick for a franchise from Capcom that should be revived is Power Stone. Smash Brothers. 3D Smash Brothers. Pretty much. I can't understand why this franchise has gone away. I think a lot of people ask that regularly. I mean, this genre has done nothing but explode since Power Stone went away. Yeah, and nothing. And they're, they're and these games are even still command a pretty good price on the Dreamcast. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you try to buy them on eBay or whatever. You're trying to get... I mean, I think they, they did a PSP collection, I think. And that's the only other time these games have ever been released again. Um, they're fun. This, like, but yeah, I mean, it's Smash Brothers, but 3D. You're not yeah, on like I mean, a 2D plane. I mean, the arena fighter thing was like a pretty, it was a, a short-lived trend, but it was a thing. Um, and this was probably the best one. What were some of the other ones? I don't remember other ones. There were a couple other, I mean, Bushido Blade was an entirely off of it, especially 2, which was more of a, a combat thing and more less of a one-hit-you're-dead thing. Um... There were there were like uh, I mean like Beautiful Joe had one that was more of a Smash Brothers two D thing but it was similar but the, this kind of group fighter thing like was was a very flash in the pan thing at the time but Power Stone was the one that got it the closest and this is Power Stone two by the way that you're seeing right now it's not the the first one but they're very similar the, what was it there was a there was a, uh, uh, a Spawn game that wasn't too far off of this. Um, I think that Kiss game was a little bit like that. I forgot about that Spawn game. You're right. It was an arena fighter, but it was more with, like, Out-trigger, guns. Out Trigger was like that. 
Um, it was, like they were like, kind of like the, some of them were kind of shooters, but it was like more of like a thing like this cause, like, because they were afraid to go full first person shooter because we didn't have a second analog stick yet. Yeah, but imagine if Capcom made its own version of Smash Brothers yeah. with all its characters in it. Yeah, you're you're just gonna get like a Power Stone guy in Street Fighter Six. That's all you're gonna get. <laughs> like, that's not, <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, it it has the roster to make something like this yeah. uh, compelling. And because it does have the added element of being a completely 3D game instead of on a 2D plane, it has a USP, a unique selling proposition that might make it stand out from the pack. And it feels like a pretty obvious Switch fit. Yep. perfect. It's a perfect for Switch. I mean, that's the platform of Smash Brothers. So I had a ton of fun with Power Stone back in the day on the Dreamcast. It was one of, It is still one of my favorite Dreamcast games, uh, and I would love to see it come back. What do you think the chances are that that ever happens, Matt? Not tops. Um, what percentage would you put it at? Like, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a seven percent chance. <laughs> I was gonna say the same exact thing. <laughs> I don't know how out of a hundred we both chose the same number, but that's exactly what I was gonna say. Seven percent, <laughs> which means it's probably never gonna happen. But I would love to see it. All right, Matt. What is your second pick? You went. Uh, you went a little niche with this one. Yeah. Well, I went also Dreamcast. Yeah. Uh, I went with Techromancer. Yeah. That's a... Now, part of this was I just want to make you dig up footage of this thing. <laughs> it wasn't um, that hard. But uh, this is a Dreamcast fighting game uh, in which uh, you you all the characters are basically um, like generic permutations of famous anime mechs. Yeah. Like, there's a Gundam guy, and there's a Robotech guy, or Macross guy, and there's like a Super Robot guy, and there's an Ultraman guy. I mean, they're it's all... It's it's all like genericized versions of things you recognize, um, and it's a really interesting fighting game that like it doesn't quite play like anything else because like you're knocking arms off guys and beating the, you know it's a little, little cyberbotsy I guess it's a little it's similar kind of a successor to cyberbots which is a Saturn PlayStation One era fighter that never really came here yeah I don't think anyone's gonna remember that one um, but uh, I thought this was a lot of fun and the story mode was actually pretty extensive there's your uh, Messenger equivalent. Uh, crush them now, giant Robo, and uh, it, it plays in. You know, there's the 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 girl robot, and we have uh, the combiner robot. It almost so looks like a, Shogun Warriors. Voltus Five. There's, here's our uh, our Batroid like Macross. There's a the transforming guy. There's the big super robot evil guy. It's like something. There's like the a robot samurai. Robo. There's the, here's the cute <laughs> one, the comedy one. Here's the Evangelion one. It's also got, and there's the Macross one, the plane that transforms and fires micro missiles everywhere. Um, it's it, yeah, I think I'm like one of like twelve people that bought this when it came out on 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 Dreamcast, but I played it a lot. Did it come out in the U.S.? Yeah, did it? Oh yeah. I don't remember this game for some reason. Nobody remembers this game. <laughs> yeah, you, you you texted it to me, and I was like, okay, I'll okay, dig it. That up. is, I'm sure Google will tell me what that is. <laughs> yeah. Voltron, there you go, a little Voltron action. Yeah, I mean, every, all the all the super robots did did cut the sword, pose, then the thing light, blows and up. then the yeah. light, the light shimmer goes across the eye. Yeah. yeah, very anime. But it was it was a good example, of kind of the fighting games of the time in terms of home presentation. There was you know, story mode for every single character, uh, with with scenes and text and endings. Now, did it um, change the story mode based upon the character you yeah. played? Oh, it like, did. They had, they had their own stories. So um, I noticed when I was like doing research for this, it seemed like. Every character has a short campaign, but there's yeah. just a ton of them. Is that how it worked? More or less, yeah. yeah. And then, like, there was a bigger one, and then there was, like, little little things to unlock. And it, it was, you, know, you can see the guy from 
uh, the Blodia is in there. There's Blodia too. Um, thank you, B-roll. Uh, <laughs> so that you'll recognize him from um, Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. So that's that's the guy from he's from Cyberbots. He's the one character that survived Cyberbots to make it into the Versus series, and he's the only <laughs> one anybody knows. So that is what that the robot he piled when in in Marvel vs. Capcom the the fist just comes in as a super move, right? So that's what that whole robot looks like. Oh. Now why why do you think that they should revive this man? Because I like it. <laughs> I, there's no business decision yeah, here. Definitely I like not. It. <laughs> were these when you're saying like, okay, here's the robot from across, blah blah blah. Is that like, were you saying that they look like those robots, or it actually is like a licensed character? There's no licensing. Okay. It's, it's all just lookalikes or similar. Like, you know, like it, it's not it, but we we know you know kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's like a like NFL blitz. Like you were, you know, no, no licensed teams, but you know that right. team is supposed to be the Niners and that team. Yeah. Or not NFL Blitz because that has the NFL license, but you know what I mean. Like a generic sports game. Where it just says Pittsburgh, but yeah, you know but it's you know the what, Steelers. You know what yeah. it's supposed to be. So, uh, like, you know, like he's the other. So this is Blodia too, but the other guy he's beating up is basically an Evangelion robot, uh, which you won't be able to see because he's kicking its ass. Um, but it, but that like that robot is a mix of like Evangelion and um, Ultraman. So if you if you're familiar with sort of the the anime mecha stuff or the Tatsunoku stuff, you will recognize everything that's in this game. Now, would you prefer that if they did revive this IP, that they actually got the licensed characters for it this time instead of no, kinda, aping the characters? I kind of like the 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 dollar store generic takes <laughs> on these things. I think it's, I think that's fun. Um, I would like to see like you know, bring everybody back, but also add like new characters because there's been a lot of progress in the in the anime mecha uh, shows and movies since since this game came out. So there's a lot more to make fun of. Uh, you could even you could do like the Evangelion guy could have like a, a weirder, bigger, different version to represent the rebuild version because they've they've messed with that series so much. Um, you could do you could do a ton. You could, there's a lot of uh, of open stuff, but again, it would be for about 20 people. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, or even just remaster this one. You know, yeah. like just it just acknowledge this thing exists. Like that that was that was this is a game that like I pop in every once in a while and play again. It's one of the few Dreamcast games I go back to like semi regularly. So we said seven percent for Power Stone. I'll go what point, percent? Point seven percent. <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> How close can you get to zero without it being zero? Pretty close. <laughs> Okay, uh, my last pick, and Matt actually mentioned this game uh, a couple minutes ago. My second pick for IP that should be revived from Capcom is Beautiful Joe. Um, I will say this. As I was driving over here and thinking about Beautiful Joe, when I, when I decided to pick the game, it was kind of along the same lines of why I think Maximo could be successful today. Because there's been this resurgence of games that are challenging or difficult, but fair and have really good responsive gameplay systems and that is exactly beautiful joe beautiful joe uses kind of like time manipulation mechanics um it came out during the era kind of the tail end of the matrix era where like bullet time was like Mm -hmm. a huge thing and so the game uses a lot of elements like that that. the period where the way to make a fast thing the most exciting it could be was to make it slow pretty pretty much uh when this game came out originally it was a gamecube exclusive Mm -hmm. um i don't think it was a part of the capcom 5 though was it i think it predated that did it or i thought maybe it came after i don't know 
that that whole thing lost all meaning after about a year because no, like, a bunch of them got canceled and two or of them went to another system. And this also matter. ended up being ported to PS2. Yeah, it went to everything. Yeah, which I can understand because it's a great game. They got three games. Yeah, and, I mean, and, it's a great game that did not sell especially well, yeah. so I can understand why Capcom would try to recoup some R&D. But you, had, you had one and two and then Red Hot, which was the more the Smash Brothers. Yes, game. the, the party arena game, party baller, fighter brawler. Kind of yeah. Um, did you like Beautiful Joe? I like the idea of Beautiful Joe more than I like Beautiful Joe. I never really got into it. Like it was, it was. Um, I tried, and like I just wasn't patient enough to learn how to play it right. Basically. Yeah. Because it, it, it does like, take. It wasn't easy. It, it was not. Yeah. You know, once you get past like the first couple of levels, it was like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta play smart. And yeah. It's, it was one of the like. There, look, a lot of games have like that second layer of complexity to them, but oftentimes you don't have to master that second level of complexity to get through the game. This one, you had to. You had to master everything. The game made sure that it tested your might in pretty much every way. Um, And so it forced you to be good at it. And I think a lot of people were like you, Matt. I think a lot of people got to that point where it's like, okay, now you have to master the harder mechanics in this game. And I think a lot of people just bailed. Mm. Um, I was surprised it got a sequel because it did. The first one did not sell very well. For whatever reason, Capcom really seemed to believe in this. Like they kept giving it another shot, another shot, another shot. Um, like they were not ready to uh, to give up on Joe. Which, I, to their credit, like you know, I, it's a it's a cool, unique thing they had, and I I like that they really tried to make it work, and it just never really caught on. Chat is saying it was a part of the Capcom Five. It was the second mm. game after RE4. That's from Chester Eugene. Thanks, bro. Um, I do not like the character of Beautiful Joe. I think the art of the character and the way he's built is just weird, and he's not particularly appealing. Well, he's, um, a, he's the Red Ranger. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's probably the best way that you could describe him. But the pint size, he's like a muscle hamster. Like, he's <laughs> a little, but he's all ripped. There's that, is it definitely an aesthetic choice happening. Yeah, I just I don't think that it has a, a wide appeal. Um, because if what was the the Wii U game that they put out that ha- also had little like muscle, like the wonderful one? Yeah, the wonderful one hundred and one. Yeah. I was kind of surprised when I saw that for the first time that it wasn't a beautiful Joe game. I mean, it has a lot of beautiful Joe in it. It does, yeah. yeah. Um, more creative even than beautiful Joe, to be yeah. honest. But I think arguably Where the hell's a Switch version of that. Yeah, I would argue Be- beautiful Joe though aesthetically is more pleasing than that game. Yeah, I mean it's. I, I think Wonderful One. I like Wonderful One One's designs better on paper, but yeah. like in terms of what it looks like in the actual game. Yeah, yeah. virtual Joe, beautiful Joe, <laughs> probably takes that takes that that competition. Yeah, but anyway, that's my second pick for Capcombies. Mm-hmm. Capcom zombies rising them from the dead. I do have one more honorable mention. I don't think that's super unlikely. What beautiful Joe? Yeah, I'd give it twelve percent. <laughs> Chance. It might go closer to 20. Yeah. It's, it's not impossible. Well, because Capcom did give it three releases, so mm-hmm. it, 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 at one at point in time, it thought them, it was a good idea. I can see them doing like a Beautiful Joe 1 and 2 remaster for Switch or That's something true. to sort of test the water. Yeah, I could see that. That's actually actually probably a good idea. Because uh, there's a lot of people who probably don't even know that that franchise yeah. exists at this point. Uh, then I did have one other, one other honorable mention. I know everyone's probably sitting there saying it's going to be Dino Crisis. It's not. I don't think uh, Dino Crisis is too obvious. Yeah, I think, I think Dino Crisis is like an eighty-five percent chance of being one of these yeah, things. Yeah, which I don't think it should be. I really like Dino Crisis too. 
but I like Dino Crisis 2 because they turned it into an action shooter. Yeah. Um, and I don't think if they bring Dino Crisis back, it's going to be that. It's going to be a Resident Evil game with dinosaurs, Probably. which I didn't think worked all that well. Yeah. I didn't think any of them were that good, to be perfectly honest with you. And I think most people hated Dino Crisis 2, didn't they? I don't know. I really like Dino Crisis 2. It's the only one in the series I actually really genuinely Did like. they make three of those or just two? They made three. Uh, okay, third so one, the third one is the one The third one, one was in awful. space. Right, yeah, oh, like that's the terrible one. Cyborg T-Rex and... That's one of the worst games of that generation. On the, on the Xbox One, I think. Yeah, they ruined the franchise. That's why we haven't seen it since. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that is one of the biggest miscalculations of what people wanted from a series, <laughs> I think, in the history of making sequels to anything. That is yeah. the Ghostbusters 2 of game sequels. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we don't want to wait and see what they do with these old IPs first because mm. we could see it again. Uh, so Dino Crisis was not my honorable mention. My honorable mention was Zack and Wiki. A lot of you probably don't even know what this game is. This was a Wii exclusive. Yeah. It's a point, puzzle game. It's a point-and-click puzzle adventure starring a cute little pirate kid. Um, gives me a little bit of a Skies of Arcadia vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Um but this game tanked horribly, yeah. and, and the chances of this getting a sequel are literally zero. You, you could get this thing for, like, five bucks at one point. Yeah. And now you can, can't, can't get it for less than 70 Yeah, because they just didn't press that many copies didn't make that many it. copies. Also, it became kind of a cult hit because it's really good. It is really good. Yeah, if you could ever find this game, um, you can probably plop it into your Wii U and play it with yeah. the GameCube backwards compatibility. Or no, with the you – no, know, this was a Wii game. So you can put it in the Wii U and play the Wii still. Yeah. Yeah. So you could play it on your Wii U if you don't have a Wii. But as Matt said, it's really hard to track down, and it's really expensive once you do. But it is a very, very clever point-and-click yeah, like puzzle you could, adventure. You could do worse than to track this down for your, for a, if you have, like, a collection of weird, rare things. Yeah. And so this was just wishful thinking on my part. I literally think the chances of it happening is, are zero. But... This is your tech romancer. Yep, exactly. I just use it as my honorable mention. But – uh one of those kind of sleeper, high-quality Wii games that just kind of slipped through the cracks. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of pretty good games on Wii, like Cave Story is another one. Yeah. Uh, that just, for whatever reason, nothing sold for Wii. If uh, So many consoles, so little sales. Sold, them, sold like 50 to 60 million of those consoles to people that never wanted to play anything but Wii Bowling. Yeah. I mean, it is crazy, though, that games like this couldn't find an audience, but... That's just the way it was. So I mean, they found an okay audience, but like you're talking about a system that had 110 million system install base that sold 10 million copies of Galaxy. I know. Like in my opinion, one of the, the, one best, of the best games of that generation. Yeah, three best 3D Mario, in my opinion. Oh yeah. So so <laughs> yeah, you're not going to sell many of this if you no. can't sell a really awesome Mario game that literally got like perfect tens across the board. Yep. Think about that. How many tens of millions of people said nope. After they saw review scores for Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, most of the people that said nope that owned Wii's don't Never even, saw don't, the review don't scores. Don't even know that video games get reviewed. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They probably didn't know that. But, uh, I mean, hell, as long as we're naming Capcom things that never happen, I'd love to see them bring back the hack and slash Dungeons and Dragons games. Yeah, yeah. They'll, uh, they'll never get that license again. But Vincent in the chat brought up uh, Mega Man Battle Network is being mm-hmm. revived. That's a, another good pick. Um, I mean, it, I, it's, it would be kind of a good time for, like, a Mega Man renaissance. I'd also like to see them take another crack at Mega Man X. Yeah, um, for sure. So, you know, anything's possible. But, like, I feel like Mega Man is not really what, you, what you'd be talking about if you're talking about reviving your dormant IPs. No. Like, I mean, it's not considered dormant. They're still yeah. putting out new Mega Man. Yeah. And, they, yeah, Mega Man X, Battle Network, all this. I mean, they're, yeah, we consider them separate things, but they're all Mega Man. Yeah, to know? them, to Capcom, yeah. it's like, no, this is Mega Man. It's, that's the IP. 
They do yeah. whore it out a bit, though. Yeah. Um, I, there was something about Mega Man 11 that was supposed to be, like, super... Like, Jeremy Parrish and some people were... T- I did a podcast. I didn't listen to it, but they were like, like, we got opinions about Mega Man 11. Buckle up. Like, it's, you know, we're just telling you our opinion. I'm like, I don't know what that was. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, I miss the Capcom beat-em-ups, but it's just like there's no market for that anymore. I mean, it'd be right there with Tech Romancer and the stuff that doesn't make any sense to make. It's like... Um, I was honestly surprised going back to research this, looking at old Capcom IP, that there wasn't more to choose from. Yeah, there's not a ton. A lot mean, of, they did a lot of licensed stuff back yeah. in the day. I mean, Alien vs. Predator is one of the best side-scrolling beat-em-ups of all time. Yeah. Um, which I th- that, that ended up in a collection recently, didn't it? I remember that. They, they, they brought that back in something, or they showed that it was going to be in something. I don't remember that. I definitely Because I remember being surprised they actually were going to do that. Because I thought we'd never see that with that makes it, make it exactly. tough. Yeah. But I saw that was going to be in something. Did, I, did that never get come out, or did I forget to buy that? Like, what yeah. happened? So I don't know if it's that Capcom just, in hindsight, didn't have a lot of great IP, or... Capcom has just done a pretty good job of keeping the IP that actually matters going. Well, I mean, remember, they, they leaned pretty hard on um, three main IPs for a lot. It was Mega Man, Street Fighter, and Resident Evil. Yeah. Uh, and they made so many permutations of those three things, the argument could be made that everything else was just gravy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, everything else is just experimentation. Yep, I don't think it'll be too long until oh, we right. see... The, the, that's right. It was going to be on, in one of those one-up arcade cabinets. Yeah, there you go. Which I was like, I'm not going to spend 200 bucks to play, play an emulator, but, um, <laughs> basically to play an emulator. Yeah, but uh, it's cool that they got it back. Yeah, somehow. yeah. I, I suspect we'll be seeing um, news on a Resident Evil 3 remaster I coming would, up yeah. soon. So, but in terms of these, like the resurrecting old IP, like my, I mean, the most obvious and most likely is going to be uh, Dino Crisis. Uh, the other thing that wouldn't surprise me to see come back... Oh, and Monster Hunter, obviously. Monster Hunter is their, one of their other pillars now. In the, at least the last oh, yeah. It's years. like the pillar now. Um, the other Speaking thing I, of which, the other thing wouldn't surprise su- that wasn't one of the top selling really games of the me. year. Doesn't really surprise me. I don't think that thing sells the way the fans of that franchise want to think it sells. Hmm. At least not in terms of the grander scheme of things. But, yeah, um, it's interesting bringing that up. Like I would have thought it would have been yeah. one of the best of the year. But... Um, yeah, uh, what was the other thing I was thinking? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see them try to revamp Lost Planet into um, yeah. some kind of Monster Hunter-ish thing. Another IP that they drove into the ground, though, with yeah. poor well, output. Well, they couldn't decide what to make. I mean, the first game was was like a single-player adventure action game shooter. And it was and weird. With like some weird survival elements. Yeah. And then... Uh, the second one was actually more of a Monster Hunter co-op it thing. It was, yeah. And then the third one was terrible. Like and didn't really. It was like the. It was almost. Uh, actually, it followed the same. That franchise the same followed Dead the Space. same exact arc as yeah. Dead Space. Yeah, yeah, Dead that's Space, exactly what Dead I was going to say. Dead Space followed the same horrible downhill roll. Yep. Uh, yeah. First one very innovative, interesting, has some problems. Second one kind of nails one, it. Kind of. But also like that's not really what you did the first time. Yeah. Interesting. And the third one's just like oh what? someone with a tie <laughs> showed up to the meeting on this one and changed a lot of things. Yeah. Someone says, wasn't there an anime yeah, Lost they did. Planet? Yeah, I think they did do an anime out of that. Interesting. Like, Lost Planet had its moment, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It was huge. I remember the first game. Like, I was hyped for that game. Yeah. Like, the way that they marketed it with the trailers and everything. Yeah, like, and, like, and, like, the way that, like, you know, the it was very big open areas for the time. Yeah. Uh, the snow tech was pretty good. looked amazing, good. yeah. Like, having to keep your guy alive with, like, the, the, the warming power-ups yeah, was like yeah. a big thing you know and like these huge monsters and getting big mechs and run around i mean there was a lot of stuff to like in that game and then it jumped the shark yeah 
just like the Fonz. So anyway, that's it. That's our picks for Cap Combies. Cap Capom. <laughs> of those, probably none of them will ever happen. And I think the safe bet is absolutely on Dino Crisis. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk next about Grand Theft Auto 6. And you may be asking, why in the hell are Shane and Matt talking about Grand Theft Auto 6. That's what I asked when I got That's here. what Matt asked when he looked at the rundown. And then I shared with him that this week, the voice actor who plays Trevor, who, this is not the first time that his, one of his quotes has made news. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I don't think he still, after all this time, quite gets how Rockstar operates. I don't know how that's possible. Um, I had a friend that worked at Rockstar who worked with him, who said he was crazy. I mean, it in does, a good it way. Yeah, I mean, but it also seems like it doesn't seem like the jump from knowing this guy to oh, this guy could play Trevor is that huge. No, like, no, he is kind of the character it seems already. Like he, it seems like he's a pretty natural pick to play this heightened version of like what you imagine he might be. Yep, but he is a smart guy. That is kind of the first thing so that my Trevor. friend said about. I guess he is. They, I think they. Trevor's smart. He's just a murderous monster. Yeah, like, I guess they do portray him to be pretty intelligent. Actually, now that I think about it, it's been a while since I played yeah. <laughs> played the game. Uh, but my friend said he was really smart. Like smart, he's one of those people you meet and you're like, damn, that guy's like smart as a whip. So this guy is not a fool, and he's worked around Rockstar for years and years at this point, and he still hasn't learned that you don't go spouting stuff off in public. So or he's trying to kick him in the ass and make him do something. That. Or it was all part of a plan. That could be too. From Rockstar. So he was on a panel. And people asked him, hey, like, what the hell is going on with Grand Theft Auto 6? And he said, oh, that's coming out in the next year or two. It's been six or seven years. It's a Rockstar game. Do the math. Hmm. What, do you, what do you think, Matt? Well, my initial instinct is that he doesn't really know how Rockstar does math. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be super surprised if we saw it for the first time next year. I don't think it's coming out next year. Like that, I still think that game's years out. How huge would it be though if if it was a surprise PS5 launch title or something, or if it was a bridge game? Yeah. It comes out and it you can play it on PS4 and Xbox One, or you can play it on PS5 and Xbox Two. I mean, Rockstar is very good at that, and that is Rockstar's mo. It, it would surprise me to see it that soon after Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, I I would venture to guess that Rockstar has made more money off of the updated version of Grand Theft Auto V. Mm-hmm. In other words, copies that have been sold for Xbox One and PS4 than it did off of the original release for Xbox 360. Oh, for sure. And then when you factor in how much money they've made off of GTA Online... In addition to that, on this, these the current systems, like oh, no question. I mean, it's probably li- like literally multiples. I mean, you can see from those MPD charts that when people buy a console, they buy, buy a Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy after all this time. I bought it twice. I bought. Did you, know, you? I bought it twice and I finished it twice. Did like, you? That didn't, that didn't happen all that often. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't, I, even, I didn't even like it that much. Like I, I mean, I like it, but I didn't like. I didn't San Andreas love it. You know, San yeah. Andreas is still my favorite GTA game. Um, but I did go through the whole thing again. I played online. I played the heist stuff. I played, you know, I did pretty much everything up until you know, until the heist the heist update. We I played pretty much all the content that was there with my online crew, and then like we never really went back to it again. But I you know got to level 100 and the whole thing, you know, the whole deal, all the trophies, the whole deal. But like 
I don't do that all the time. And I'd already finished it on 360. It's it a long game, it. too. It is. It was a big game. I only finished it once. I had to finish it for review, and yeah. then I was done, and I had to move on. I didn't on. intend to finish it again, but I just did. It I just, just, I just fell into it. through it. You know? <laughs> it like does when, suck you in, though. It's like when I started up uh, uh, Skyrim Special Edition just to see what it looked like, and then I suddenly I'd played 80 hours. Yeah, of it, yeah. You know? It happens, especially when you're talking about games as good as this one, and it is great. So do you think that... This is going to happen. Initially, you sounded like 100% no. I'm still, I still don't believe it's coming out next year. I mean, it would be nice if it was a big surprise like that. But I, I, think, I think we'll see it next year. If, if, he, if what he's saying is true there, I think we'll see the game. Like, they'll show it or, or admit it. We'll see a freaking title or something, you know, like what they did with Red Dead Redemption 2, where they what they put up, like, the red yeah, the background logo, the Rockstar yeah. logo, yeah. and then they put up a, a logo for the game, and then we saw a trailer, like, a couple months after that or something like that. Um, I could see them do that, start doing that next year, but do I think, like, GTA 6 is going to come out in 2020? No, I do not. What percent chance would you give GTA 6 of coming out next year? Uh, 8%. Eight? Better, better than Power Stone. I would give it way more than that. I would give it at least like 15 to 20% chance. I mean, he's right. Do the math. Like, it, it's time. But I think they've been all hands on deck with Red Dead Redemption for so long that they've only just started focusing on this in the last year and a half. I wonder, too, if it's going to be a sequel to Grand Theft Auto V or if it's going to be... It'll be its own thing. I mean, they're all technically sequels to each other. They're all in the same world, and they share some characters here and there. Yeah, some of tr- like but it's not gonna be, it's not going to be the same characters. It's not going to it's not going to be a direct sequel. We're not going to play the same characters. Like Maybe. you don't think Trevor will be in the game? I think he'll be in the game, but I don't know if he'll play as him. Huh? That's never happened before, really. I'm just trying to figure out if we should rely on information from him. Be- I mean, I'm sure he's in it, but it's, I mean. The, the, he might just be in it to get killed. Like that's what they. That's, that's what they true. Did with, that uh, does happen. <laughs> yeah, that's what they did with uh, the guy from um, uh, Lost and Damned. Yeah, is uh, I think that's Trevor who kills him. Actually, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome Adios. back to GTA. Hey, that, there's that character you like. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That was, it's G- <laughs> sorry, it's GTA. It's GTA. You're, you're all dead. Yeah, I don't know if you remember or not, but T- 2K just recently said that it is changing its ways that it is going to start producing more Mm. and it also specifically mentioned that it needs to get more output from studios like rockstar i don't know it seems like a lot of signs are pointing towards something next year like you said maybe at the very least we just get like the first trailer or whatever yeah we'll we'll know it's coming but i i would be very the timing is so perfect though for it to release for both generations of consoles at once I don't know. It, it just feels like the stars are aligning. I, I, but it, the, the stars don't line up with how Rockstar functions. Like, yeah. it, like that's not how they make games. They go all hands on deck, and then they go, go to the next project all hands on deck. Like, there's been not there's. I mean, I know everyone says like, oh, six, seven years. Most of that time was spent making RDR two. Like that, there's not been enough time to make GTA six. Like that, I still think that game is at least two years out, if not more. Hmm. I do think we'll be playing it. Uh, before Starfield, though. <laughs> I mean, do you realize we went... <laughs> or at least before Elder Scrolls Six. I mean, do you realize we just went a whole generation of consoles without a GTA? Yeah. Think about that. But it certainly didn't hurt them at the, at the cash register, it, it did it? It absolutely didn't, but it's still crazy. I mean, I think they do want to get this thing out early-ish in the generation so they can do the same thing again. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be that fast. How long can they wait to do I that? Was, I would say you, you want that out by the end of 2021. Yeah, like a year. 
Yeah. Like, it has to be within a year of Gen 9 consoles I would, launching. I would think so. I think you want it for the holiday season, the second holiday season of the new consoles. Yeah. At, at worst. Worst. Maybe March. You know, because then that when did when did five come out? Mm, that's a what good question. It, what was its release date? I can look it up here. Um, yeah, I mean that to me that makes the most sense. The game coming out within the first year of Generation Nine. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Grand Theft Auto Five came out September seventeenth of twenty thirteen, and that's the the three sixty version. Yeah, three sixty PS three. All right. Yeah. I mean, I could I could see that. I could see a fall 2021 release. I mean, I mean, a fall 2020 release wouldn't be terrible either. It would also possibly explain why Sony's been so lackadaisical about this shit because they know that they got a GTA game in the pipeline for the launch of their new system and they're not worried about anything. Nick, that would put your mind at ease, absolutely. Uh, especially if somehow, which I find it very hard to believe with the current climate with Rockstar, but... If somehow PlayStation got some kind of exclusivity on it. Yeah, I would doubt that. I mean, that, that would but... probably just end the Generation 9 console war just right there. Yeah, I mean, I would doubt that, but at the same time, you never know You never know what 2K might do for money, for enough yeah. money. Yeah, I, I would put that at like a 5% chance at yeah, best. Yeah, that would be very... That'd be... That would be a nuclear option. Especially because we're seeing Rockstar do the exact opposite now. We're seeing it start to realize, hey, you know what? If we put our stuff out on everything, yeah. it sells on everything. Although that philosophy mostly seems to apply to L.A. Noir at this point. No, you're right. It's the one franchise that's kind of yeah. been uh, poured out to yeah. every platform at this point and VR and, like and, VR and everything. Yes. Yeah, Mobile, I even think it's on at this point. There's no doubt when it comes to L.A. Noir, Yeah, but, I mean, you're seeing with, like, Red Dead Redemption 2 that, you know, it came out for both consoles and it's coming to PC. and A year and a half later. Still, it's still coming to PC, though. And it like t- how long later. did it take for Rockstar to get uh, GTA V out on PC? Um, like, did that come out around the same time as the next-gen ports? Mm. It's about a year. It takes about it takes about a year to put things on PC. Yeah. So, so they're about on... They're, I mean, not, there's very little to indicate that this isn't just business as usual. Uh, uh, you know, still happening. Yeah, to give PlayStation exclusivity, do you think that would be smart for Rockstar? I mean, it would all depend on how much money Sony gives them, I guess. uh, Yeah, it's just, if if Sony pays you enough, sure. Because Sony could buy the next generation, essentially, by locking this game down. But imagine... they got in. But imagine the kind of money you would have to give Rockstar. It'll never happen. You'd have to give them, basically, the budget of a AAA game. More. You'd have to to give them more. You'd have to replace it. Because you start thinking about the money that GTA Online brings in. Well, you'd make it a a timed thing. Like Like, a year max. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all you'd need. That's enough. That's all you'd need at the launch of Generation 9 consoles. I mean, maybe Microsoft does it. Who knows? I don't know why we're just assuming it would be PlayStation. I am. I mean, I am just because I, I associate PlayStation with the franchise. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but that doesn't mean anything, right? I mean, absolutely. Microsoft could jump in and be the the money hat. I just don't feel like Rockstar would be willing to play favorites that way. I think they. I think they think they're too cool for that. I don't so. even think it's that. I think it's just that they can make way more money. Like especially if they have GTA yeah. Online, if the next rev of it. Then it makes more sense to be on all the platforms. Yeah, absolutely. That you can. Yep. So anyway, it's a glimmer of hope, people, that it won't be that long until we finally other, get a look at the The other next thing one. it might be that he thinks he's talking about is they maybe they did new voice recording for an update of GTA 5 that goes on the Switch. Oh, gosh. 
Because there's no reason the 360 PS3 version couldn't be put on the Switch. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm surprised it's not so, there so already. Like, well, so let's say next year they put out a GTA 5 Switch version with some, like, new missions or some new content. That's possible. Like, and he had to record some lines for it, but he thought it was the next one. It's possible. Voice actors don't always know what the hell no, they're they doing. No, they don't. I mean, a lot of times voice actors go in and record, and their stuff never even appears in the game. So uh, you can't always trust that stuff. But Trevor's been working with those boys for quite a while now. Yeah, but at the same time, Rockstar plays stuff pretty close to the vest. Yeah. Maybe they told him the wrong thing to see if he'd say anything. You you never know. These these guys are are shady. Yeah, my buddy who worked at Rockstar, he worked in the audio department, and he said he recorded hours and hours of voiceover that never appeared in the game. Mm -hmm. He said he worked for hours and hours with people who got paid and never ended up in the game. Um, so he's like, even I really don't know what gets cut in the final yeah. cut. Until I definitely I play feel the like game. Rockstar must run a very compartmentalized system. Oh, so yeah. No one, no one knows what the full picture is oh, at, yeah. at any time except like the Housers. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody likes working there. <laughs> 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 Looks good on your resume, but it's a, it's not so great while it's happening. But anyway, uh, that's the Naughty Dog li- thing. So you just want to say you were there. Yeah, yeah. So you can get your job anywhere you want. Pretty much. It's a stepping stone on the way to... To Insomniac, basically. Yeah, to some place <laughs> that makes great games where you actually want to work. Some place great games that understands that we're all human beings. Yeah, we have to and eat and sleep. We and sleep, <laughs> and sometimes they give you muffins. Yeah. Insomniac's <laughs> great. It is great. Uh, so anyway, that's it. That's the latest update on Grand Theft Auto 6. I mean, it's it's the biggest video game franchise in the world. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think Pokemon's bigger in terms of full-size franchise because GTA doesn't have all the multimedia stuff. Well, it doesn't release but every year or whatever there's always a pokemon something coming out but it is gta at the very least is one of those things one of the few gaming acronyms or or, or abbreviations you can say to almost anyone and they know exactly they know exactly what you mean yeah um so it may not be all that long people it shouldn't be all that long we waited a damn long time for the next grand theft auto Uh, i'd like to play it before i die that would be nice all right let's move on we're going to follow It'll up. It'll be out before Star Citizen. How about that? Nah, I don't know. That'd be a good bet. <laughs> Which one comes out first? Well, I'm pretty sure GTA exists in a form beyond some weird, like, alpha thing that doesn't work properly. So yeah. I, I, I bet on GTA for that one. I probably would, too. Uh, we're going to follow up on a story that we talked about on Game Face a few months ago. You guys may remember the National or the World Health Organization... Is that what it was? No, nah, it was uh, some other. It was the DHA or something like that. It was. It's the, no, it's it was a, the World Health Organization. Yeah, but it was, it was supposed to be in some like international text thing that acknowledges what are and are not disorders. But it's it's a record. It, it's, it doesn't determine what like the medical industry has to do. It's just sort of a reference thing. Yeah, but the World Health Organization deemed gaming disorder as a legitimate ailment Mm -hmm. and that was a huge thing because now all of a sudden the people who are saying games are bad for people they have this this thing to point to to say see we were right all along the world health organization it's not influenced by anyone it's saying that gaming addiction is a real thing and when matt and i discussed it i mean i thought it was a joke i think what i said back then was these people Sure, they're addicted to games, but if it wasn't games, it would be something else because they have a hole in their life somewhere that they're filling up with something else. And right, it's like just like alcohol or drugs or gambling or what have you. It's like it's it's not the outward expression of it isn't the disorder. The disorder is what causes that expression to happen. Yep, it's not specific to what they're doing. You know, it might be maybe personality driven by what they prefer. You know, maybe someone's 
You know, but it could be anything. It could be someone who obsessively drinks tea. Like, I just saw, a, a, I think, a Vox or a Vice video about a guy who's only eaten mac and cheese for the last 20 years of his life. Yeah, I saw that. Like, I mean, that's the similar thing. It's it just, is, but yeah. it, It's not Kraft's prob- fault that, that, that they make the thing he eats. Right. The problem is that he's got some disorder that makes him behave that or way. Or he lacks self-control. Like, we don't need to put warnings. Yeah, we don't need to put warnings on the mac and cheese boxes because of this. We need to address what's wrong with him. Yeah, psychologically. Uh, so anyway, that was a big deal. And the, they did, by the way. He's apparently doing very well and has lost like 80 pounds working with a nutritionist. Oh, wow. Like there was a, a follow-up to that story. He's, he's doing good. Okay. You can treat this stuff. Okay. That's good to hear. Um, so Matt and I rejected the WHO's determination immediately. But this week, we've been backed up by science. Uh, Oxford. Oxford University says the gaming disorder does not Exist. The oldest university. Yep. And, and if, any, uh, if anyone would be all about them damn kids, it would be Oxford University. Yeah. I mean, call me crazy, but Oxford University tends to be a source that I trust. Yeah, they're, they're, they've been around a while. Yeah, they've, <laughs> are they like the oldest university in the world? Uh, they're up there. I mean, I, I think in the oldest university in England. Yeah. Very, I mean, they're, they're, they're very old for Europe. Yes. They're, I, mean, uh, I think there's schools that are older in like um, probably China yeah. or, or Japan. Yeah. Like, their reputation is basically beyond reproach. Mm-hmm. And it uh, put out a statement that I'm going to read for you guys right now. Uh, the World Health Organization and the American, American Psychiatric Association have called on researchers to investigate the clinical relevance of di- dysregulated video gaming among adolescents as previous studies have failed to examine the wider context of what is going on in these young people's lives. This is something we seek to address with our new study. For the first time, we apply motivational theory and open science principles to investigate if psychological need satisfactions and frustrations in adolescents' daily lives are linked to dysregulated or obsessive gaming engagements. Our findings provided no evidence suggesting an unhealthy relationship with gaming accounts for substantial emotional, peer, and behavioral problems. Instead, variations in gaming experience are much more likely to be linked to whether adolescents' basic psychological needs for competence, autonomy, and social belonging are being met, and if they are already experiencing wider functioning issues. In light of our findings, we do not believe sufficient evidence exists to warrant thinking about gaming as a clinical disorder in its own right. Bam. There it is. Yeah, I mean... What, exactly what we said. These people have other problems in their lives, and they're using yeah, gaming a, as the crutch. It's a symptom, not the disease. However, like, the WHO isn't wrong to call out gaming disorder as a thing you can see as a starting point. Like, it's not... To call it out as a disorder in and of itself is wrong, but also alcoholism is not wrong to call it as a disorder even though there's probably underlying psychological issues that cause you to fall into that um it's just no one wants to see nuance on that but like the uh you know the, the question of doing anything obsessively is a sign of a deeper psychological problem and that's and it doesn't really reflect on the thing you're doing obsessively you know it's like like hoarders don't give cardboard boxes a bad name um, <laughs> that's a great analogy so it's just, it's just, but you know, the, the gaming disorder thing was picked up by the press because they love to have something, uh, not just press, but like kind of our parents' generation in particular, love to have something to blame that isn't themselves. Well, they've been blaming games all along, is what it is. 
like, on, but it's also parents the, have been blaming you know, games for everything for their is, lack of parenting. Well, this is also just a way to kind of like absolve them. He's like, oh well, um, yeah, ah, it's the games that did it. But right, like, uh, you know, but uh, you, I think even at the time we said, yeah, the game you can be addicted to games, but it, it's it's a symptom of something deeper. And when you go into that version of of it, when you talk about oh, it's a symptom of something deeper, it's like yeah, a symptom of something deeper that you should have noticed in your child. So that's why there's resistance to that interpretation of it, because then you you right back around to the responsibility that you were trying to dodge by yeah, playing. Yeah, I mean the, the WHO determination basically let lazy parents off the hook. Parents who are using games to babysit their kids and they're not raising their kids the way that they should, and their kids turn out crappy or they're addicted to gaming. Now it's not their fault for not providing alternative activities for their kid. Yeah. It's the game's fault. But also remember, like, I mean, I don't, I'm not as incensed about that as you are, I guess, because I don't find it particularly concerning or interesting, uh, in part because the WHO's thing is a, is a suggestion. It's not policy. It's not something law. that, it's not law. It's not something that, you know, American psychiatric practices have to follow or even acknowledge if they don't want to. Um, it's just a thing these guys decided to say because it's probably run by a bunch of old white dudes who don't actually know what a video game is besides that they see their grandchildren staring at screens all the time. The reason um, it gets me pissed what off... you really should be regulating is YouTube because <laughs> that's what they're watching, I promise. No, you're right. The reason it gets me pissed off is because when stuff like this comes out, it does change perception. So my mom sends me the article. Oh, interesting dot, 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 link. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and then I have to go through this... Next time I talk to her on the phone, I have to go through this like 30 minute diatribe about why it's all BS and that's crazy. And and after although, like although five he... minutes, she's just like tunes out because mm-hmm. she's like, am I going to listen to you or am I going to listen to the World Health Organization? I don't know. Do you listen to the World Health Organization when you talk about vaccines? It's one or the other. Why? Did they not believe in vaccines? No, they do. Oh. But like people who don't believe in vaccines will often do the things like, well, they'll, they'll right. But my mom's they'll... sane, Matt. I'm saying sane people get fooled by this crap. I, don't know. I heard some stories about my mom. <laughs> you talk about my mom, Matt. We can start throwing out some mom jokes here. Is that what we're doing? No, but seriously, like my people mom is listen. a level-headed person, and she sees World Health Organization says gaming addiction is real. That's all she needs to hear. If she hears when I try to like rebut it. She's like, well, you work in games. Of course you're going to say they're yeah, not addicted. Yeah, but also when we talked about it before, you you suspected maybe you were addicted I did. to games. Absolutely. Yeah. So no? So no or, what? Like, are, are you not? Or I still don't know. Like, I honestly don't know. Like, I feel like I'm compelled to play games a lot of the time. I and mean, if I don't have a game to play, I feel empty sometimes. Yeah, I mean, the thing about the, the WHO thing that I think is annoying is, like, in terms of the response to it is, like, if they thought gaming itself was the disorder, they wouldn't have to tag disorder off after game. Right. Um, you know, it's not they're not saying all games are bad. Hashtag not all games. Like I don't know why that's <laughs> a thing people do all the time where you complain about a specific instance of a certain certain kinds of people or certain people you've dealt with or certain games or certain what or whatever subject and everyone just assumes you mean every single thing that could possibly be categorized no, that is the way it is in modern society everyone is that way like if you make a statement it just covers everything mm-hmm. like there's no specificity anymore it's it's like if you say something oh then you mean everybody's like that no that's not what i said actually for whatever reason people in- it's like when i complain about prius drivers and someone who has a prius is like i'm not like i'm like first off i've never seen you drive so maybe you are <laughs> like that and you don't know second 
I'm clearly yeah. just talking about the Prius drivers that do stupid shit, and I noticed Prius drivers doing stupid shit more often because there are so many Priuses. Right. You have yeah. more people that can be doing stupid it's shit. It's a law of averages. I yeah. don't notice the Priuses that don't do stupid shit. Yeah. So, like, and that, I'm not maybe talking you, about it you. It may not be you. And if you're so <laughs> upset about that, it makes me wonder what you did on the way here. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> If, if I ain't talking about you, then I ain't talking about you, right? It's like it, it, Chris Rock has a thing about that where he's like, he like asked some girl who was dancing in a club to some song. It's just like, it was just like the lyrics were just something like, slap her with a dick, slap her with a dick, slap her with a dick. And he's just like, he's like, why are you dancing with this, like, this misogynistic song about slapping a girl with a dick? And she's like, he ain't talking about me. And, just <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? That's a really healthy attitude when yeah, you get down to it. It is, yeah. So, I mean, it's still kind of a gross song. But it is. Like, <laughs> If you if you if you can't leave the club and you want to dance, you got to come up with a reason. <laughs> you have to come up with some excuse why you can tolerate yeah. the music. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it's encouraging to see a respected and look. My mom will and probably I'll, never see the follow up yeah. report from well, Oxford. Also, think about the WHO. It's like okay, like this. We acknowledge this is a disorder. Okay, end. Yeah. Is there treatment? What? Do you do anything about it? Like, well, it, yeah. Remember last time just, we talked about those crazy like. Halfway houses for gamers where right, the people were paying $50,000 a month to go and live in these houses with other people who were quote unquote addicted to games. Yeah, but I mean, these are, this is, again, pretty much just a rehab form. I mean, you can be addicted to video games. Like, it's, yeah. just, it's just not... It's not, it's not, not the game's it's not fault the game's that you're fault. addicted to games. It's not the games. point of games yeah. to addict people to them beyond you want people to enjoy them enough to buy them again. Yeah. I mean, yes, and yes, there are games that, you know, the, the microtransaction stuff and that kind of, and the loot box thing do exploit, uh, you know, a compulsive element of your personality. Um, but that's not the same thing as games being bad. That's a business practice. Yeah. You know, you can put that in anything. You could put that in a word processing program if you wanted to, like, make people pay for a loot box every time you wanted to type the letter S, for that matter. Like, I think part of my Don't problem Don't take is... that, Microsoft. Don't put that in Word. Oh, by the way, Matt, it turns out that the first game was against bots. Yeah, I know. Oh, you found out all about that. Yeah. Well, no, it's just, a big expose now. Like, no, but it's a big expose thing now. Mm-hmm. Like, Polygon put up a big article today. The first game is against bots. No, it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, 90 bots in 10 humans. 10 people. Right. Yep, in the first game. So, yeah, that was a game against mostly bots, the first one that I won. Well, you, killed, you, got, you did better than 10 people. Nine I people. did. I, I killed nine. I did better than nine other humans. Second game I won, or almost won. I got second. I'll take it. And I'll probably never play it again. But anyway, I, I agree. Like, I, I think you nailed it. It's not that the games are causing the addiction. There's something else in your life that is causing you to become addicted mm-hmm. to the games. And if you are in that situation, it's not like you can say, like, oh, the games are the problem. I can keep playing it. Like, no, like, there's also nothing wrong with alcohol for most people, but alcoholics can't drink it. Well, I think like, what happens is if you take the games away from that person, they'll find something else to be compulsive about. Well, not if you do it right, not if you treat them right. I mean, it's like alcoholics don't necessarily suddenly become addicted to something else because you took away the alcohol or they quit alcohol. Some of them do. Some do, but, like, you want it to be a healthier thing. And so, you know, maybe yeah. they, maybe get somebody addicted to jogging or something. You know? <laughs> That's hard to get become addicted to. A lot of, lot of 12, lot of 12 step people do like turn to like exercise or something to take they up do, their time right. like that though. Yeah. That's, that is a valid Because a lot of people, a lot of drug addicts get the endorphin high. Yeah. And they that's some semblance of a replacement yeah. for what they're getting. And it could be drugs. a replace, you know, the video games press that dopamine button over and over again. The rewards reward center can be a similar thing. Yeah, it's true. So, anyway, Regardless, it's a glorious day for our favorite medium. Um, even though most people who saw that WHO report will never ever see Oxford's report, at least we know inside. Yeah, well, certainly, like a, like a various 
places that reported on the WHO thing are not going to suddenly be like, oh, hey, we were wrong. Games were fine. Everybody play Mario. It's like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not news. That's not going to get anybody click. It also sounds like the WHO should have taken a little more time before it uh, released its statement. Well, the WHO probably should have known that there was a deeper thing there, but also they might have just been acknowledging it as a, as a form of that disorder. I mean, you know, there's a separate <laughs> disorder for alcohol. There's a separate disorder for alcohol addiction and drug addiction. I mean, those are all separate things listed in that thing. Like, it, you can – it's – Acknowledging that yes, you can be addicted to games does not mean that like you're necessarily blaming the games, but they didn't clarify any of that. A couple of good comments in the chat. One from Zakalia Seldom. Uh, we all need varied activities. Having only one interest is not healthy in the long run. That's absolutely mm-hmm. accurate. And I think that is my problem: is that I am forced into having one interest because of my job. Like even when I worked at GT. I had a team of people who were helping, you know, pitch in and do stuff. I didn't have to do everything. Mm. And with Sifted, like, I have to do everything. So it's like every fiber of my being is somehow tied into video games, like, 24-7. And so I think it makes sense that I would become obsessive-compulsive about games. Like, the only other thing that I really do is fantasy football. And I'm pretty obsessive-compulsive about that, too. So... I think that's just oh, human the stories nature. are legendary. But you don't right, but you don't blame fantasy football and you don't blame the games. That's my mm-hmm. problem. It's because I don't have balance in my life right now and so that's where I am where I'm at. So great comment. Uh, Snub Barracuda says they send you to a shack in Mexico and feed you magic mushrooms for a week until Satan convinces you to quit. <laughs> As the original uh premise of uh, Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah, which we're going to get to in a bit. Uh, I think that's what uh, those ayahuasca rituals, I think that's what he's talking yes. about. <laughs> that the Vsauce guy did. Uh, uh, Walking Dragoon, Shane should do MMA fighting out of that aggression. <laughs> nope, that's not happening. What about the wife, Shane, from Eric Cartmenez? I don't know what that even means. It's in, like, isn't she a varied interest? She is, but I see her for like an hour a night. It's like she works late, I work late, we have dinner together, and then we go to sleep. And then I don't really see her until the weekend. So, mm-hmm. But you're right. She is a good balance in, in a lot of the other moments of my life. But Boxing. And for boxing, yeah, I've heard that as well. Sessler's been doing boxing for like eight, nine years. I know. He's really good. Yeah, at he it. loves it. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to him, and he's and like, he's the least—he's the least confrontational person I think I've ever known. He's also he's, probably the last person I would ever guess that would be in boxing class. But I don't know if is. you know or not, but boxing's like a thing right now for fitness. Yeah, like we had uh, some relatives in town a couple weekends ago, and we took them out to lunch on a Saturday, and right next to the restaurant we went to was a boxing gym, mm. and it was like. All these millennials with their phones out taking selfies of them with their (laughs) boxing glove. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like... I mean, that's what gyms are in general now. In L.A., it's just like a trend. It's like, it's Muay Thai, and then it's boxing, and then it's like hot... Wow, it's Krav Maga. Yeah, and then it's hot yoga. Like, that's just L.A. in general. fuck hot yoga. (laughs) It's just like all these little trends that come and go, and then there's restaurants that are like that. They're here for a week, and then they're gone. It's crazy. Living here, you get to experience everything, but you also get to see that few things actually stand the test of time. There was the Peloton trend. Yeah. I think that's still a thing, actually. I mean, it's still a thing for the people people who can afford it. (laughs) On the bike. But you notice that those guys are not doing well. That that company's not doing well. Oh, I know. Yeah. Who knew selling one one item that cost six grand didn't didn't get you rich? Yeah. Well, there aren't that many rich people. 
That's right. the problem. The the wage disparity is and so also bad. Also, a lot of rich people are like, I got rich so I didn't have to do hard right. work. Right, yeah, I'll have somebody else ride a bike for me. Yeah, it's a very L.A. <laughs> business model. It is for sure. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk next about Blizzard again because Blizzard earned it again. Also, just never fight Sessler. Why? Because he's good at boxing. Because like, he'll cut you with his sharp elbows. He's, he's a. I mean, he's in good shape these days. He's, he's in. He's, he's a, a little dude, though. He is a little dude, but like he'll break your fucking sternum. He might. <laughs> I wouldn't want to fight him. I just don't fight Sessler because he's an awesome guy. Well, who, yes. Who doesn't want to fight anybody, and you don't want to fight him but either. But there's a lot of people get angry with him on Twitter, and I'm just saying, like, so don't ridiculous. Try it. Yeah. Don't try it. It's so ridiculous. That's the thing about like. When you know public figures in your personal life and you see how they're treated online and you know, like, how they are personally, Mm -hmm. it's so weird. It's, like, why my family is, like, I don't understand. Like, you, like, will do anything for anyone. And I go online and there's all these people that hate you. And I'm, like, they don't know you. Like, they just know what they see or what someone tells them they should believe or whatever. So, anyway, does Sessler wear pants when boxing? That's not a given. I mean, shorts. (laughs) Yeah, so he doesn't wear pants. He wears boxing, boxing shorts. Boxers, boxing shorts. Yeah. yeah. There's a difference between boxers, boxers and, bo- and boxing well, shorts. Well, then if, that, if the person asking that's from England, that's a totally different question. That's true. That's a good point. That's You're asking if Sessler boxes al fresco. <laughs> that I do not know. Yeah. Free balling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Blizzard. Uh, Blizzard's been in the news for the last like month, it seems like, at least – uh, we've talked about it in the last couple uh, episodes of Game Face, and rightfully so, because it just can't seem to get out of its own way at this point. Um, yes. The thing is, is its biggest event of the year is coming up like next Friday on November 1st. BlizzCon 2019 is launching. Um, there are rumors swirling that there are going to be big announcements at this BlizzCon. If you guys remember last year, everyone thought Diablo 4 was going to be shown off. It wasn't. Mm. Instead, they showed a mobile, game. a mobile game. Which, is that even out yet? It's not out yet. Called Diablo Immortal. Uh, the game actually doesn't look that bad, the mobile no. game. It's just that people were so expecting to see Diablo 4 that when they got the mobile stuff, they thought it was mm. bait and switch and got really angry. So people hated BlizzCon last year. In light of what's been going on with Blizzard and China and Tencent over the last couple weeks, there are all, I mean, it's pretty much guaranteed that BlizzCon, I think on day one, is going to have a major protest going on. Yeah, almost certainly. Uh, As we've learned in our current political... see how long that lasts in Disneytown. Yeah, uh... for sure. As we've learned in our recent political climate... What do people or entities tend to do when negative attention is placed upon them? I mean, usually you go quiet. Do you? Uh, After your half-assed apology, yes, you pretend it's not happening. Or do you distract with something else? Do you give the people something to look at or talk about or think about to distract them from something else that you want them to forget about. I mean, you could try, but I don't know if Diablo 4 is the answer to that. You don't think? I think too many people remember how Diablo 3 launched. Like, Diablo 4 is just going to make people like, maybe, but I don't know. Like, I don't know if they're going to... You're going to create the hype so much as a lot of, like, concern. So what what started this? What spurred on this topic on this episode of Game Face is Twitter user at Metro underscore OW, who is a notorious Blizzard leaker. He has predicted 
a handful of different Blizzard announcements in the last couple of years before Blizzard made the announcement. So he is about as reliable a leaker of Blizzard information as it gets at this point. Uh, and a lot of that is because a lot of the people who used to be there, who journalists were getting their stories from, left because Blizzard has turned into, well, I'll use my words carefully there, has turned into a less less desirable place to work over the last couple of years. Is that fair? Yeah, I'd say so. Is that fair to say? Um, so Metro underscore OW has predicted that Diablo 4 will absolutely be shown. But not only that, Overwatch 2, and he actually just doubled down on that yesterday. People were questioning him saying Overwatch 2 is insane. And he doubled down on it yesterday saying, no, 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 I'm right. I'll double down on it right now. Overwatch 2 is going to be shown. And a Diablo 2 remaster. Mm. So There's only one thing in there that would interest me. Off the bat. Diablo 2 Remaster. Yes. <laughs> Which is funny. It's the last one I put in on the list, but you're right. For a lot of people, that would be the one that people like would... Diablo 4 would be a giant, glowing, neon wait-and-see. You mean for you personally as yeah. to whether you care to I play I think for or... a lot more than just me, but for, yeah, for yeah. me personally, like Diablo 4, you're going to have to show me what you're doing. Because I like Diablo 3. I enjoyed Diablo 3 after they figured it out, took the auction house out, kind of like patched some things together and balanced everything. And, and also, I think the console versions are better. I think they control better with a con controller, which I never thought I'd say. But, like, I do think the, the rune system sort of took away some of the character building fun. Like I, I, like, I get why that's there the way it is, but I really like a skill tree a little better. Mm -hmm. I, would, um, I think most people would agree with you on that one. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'd like to see a little more back to basics on this one. Like, you know, like I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think you need to reinvent the wheel too hard on this. Yeah. Um, getting back to kind of the point of what I was talking about, though, I mean, to me, it makes sense that Blizzard would be like, you know what? We thought about maybe not showing Overwatch 2 or letting people know about this for a couple of years, but we need something big because you're going to need something to remind people that they love you. Mm -hmm. I mean, despite all the stuff that's happened with Blizzard, it has millions and millions of hardcore fans who, in my opinion, I think would love to have a reason to forget about all the bad stuff Blizzard's done over the last couple of weeks by being able to experience one of its upcoming games for the first time. Do you think that that could happen? Say Blizzard does come out, shows Diablo 4, Overwatch 2, uh, a remaster of Diablo 2, and maybe tosses something else in there as well. Because there's also rumors that it's working on a shooter based on some of its other IP. Mm -hmm. Do you think that would work if it just came out and was like, blow, here's four brand new, four or five brand new games that you guys have all been freaking out over for the last half decade? Probably not. You don't think it works? Hong Kong is a bigger deal than anything Blizzard can announce. It is, absolutely. Like, I don't but think do you gonna... think that the average Blizzard fan in America cares enough about what's going on in Hong Kong? They care enough to make Blizzard notice right. already. Like, I, I don't mean, and again, it doesn't matter. Like, by the time Diablo 4 comes out, this Hong Kong thing will probably be resolved one way or the other. Will it? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Diablo don't know 4 that. is probably a long way out. Um, you know, you got years, probably. Um, I, don't, I don't think it'll be enough. Like, like I mean, I mean, is there it, anything Blizzard could do at BlizzCon that would be enough? I mean, you could release Diablo Four and give it to everyone. Like, do you think site. that's like seriously? You think that's like what it would take? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like you'd have to, the goodwill would be required. Would be like something I don't. I mean, you'd have to do. You'd have to do something on the level of like 
putting like the 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 2004 Twilight Princess trailer that like took brought the brought house down, down the house like and I I don't think I don't think Blizzard has anything of that magnitude like one of the reasons that worked is because that was what people were asking for for almost 10 years like I, there are things they could do World of Warcraft 2 nobody cares I mean, really? Like, and like, you don't the, think that well, would the just thing, rock like, the foundation? No, not at all. Like, because everyone would just be skeptical. Like, that's the thing about the Blizzard fandom is, yes, they're all hardcore fans, but they all hate change. Oh. They're all afraid of the next one ruining things. And Diablo three, like, really brought that home for a lot of people. Like, anything that they announce that's a that's a, a sequel or an update is going to be met with like, well, are you going to fuck it up? Like he did with Diablo three. What about like, like the next Starcraft? Would that have the power? No. I mean, I've, Blizzard's done a pretty good job with Starcraft. I, it I mean, really they've done a good job with Starcraft two, but like Starcraft two is not the juggernaut that like that like it used to be. You know that, that Starcraft once was. Um, you know, there's a lot of like kind of like not like negativity but there's sort of like a side eye sort of skepticism about Overwatch League right now where like you know Blizzard's only funding it so much but they're starting to scale it back because yeah. happened in a lot it's of not working. tournaments it's like yeah. no one's making money off yeah. this shit you know and, and Overwatch 2 would be a clear attempt to reboot that basically um, but then you're talking about like taking away this thing that like everybody's invested in and you, or they're going to get invested again when like the, you know they just decide to start over again like there's no real right move. I mean, I guess the right the rightest move would be a new IP. Um, but then you've got the question of like, will this be any good? Like, that's the thing is like you, you could open up speculation. You could open up like, oh, I wonder. But you're not going to open up a floodgate of like super fully positive hype that makes people forget that they are supporting an authoritarian regime that is trying to stifle free speech. Yeah. I think the bigger takeaway... Also, I can be excited about Diablo 4 and think that they're shitty that's for true. doing that that's, to Blitzchunk. That's true. Like, yeah. you can, it's not one or the other. Your, your People's minds can hold multiple opinions. You can you can be both. Yeah, but I, th- I think people are at a, kind of at a crossroads mentally where they, they have to say, am I going to sacrifice my integrity to support this company? Mm-hmm. Because before, you're kind of able to be blissfully ignorant where you're just like, I don't really know what's going on in Hong Kong and China, and I kind of know that Tencent owns a part of Blizzard. Like, you could just kind of just let it wash over you and then just enjoy Blizzard's games. But not anymore. Now, I mean, th- look, there are lots of gamers who don't know anything about this, but the vast majority of hardcore gamers, hardcore Blizzard fans, know exactly what's going on now. Mm-hmm. Um, look, the way they can It has stop to do this- something drastic, doesn't it? Yeah, well, the drastic thing is obvious. You unban Blitz Chung and the other people you ban. You give everybody their prize money back, and you say you can say whatever the hell you want. Yeah, like that's. I mean, that's the solution, but they're not going to do that. Why do you think they're not going to do it? Because they don't want to piss China off. Because China will will basically shut them out of the country, like they did with the NBA. Yeah. Now, to the NBA's credit, they basically told China to go fuck themselves. They did. Like, yeah. You know, like. I didn't expect that. All, I, while, they, all the while, though, lamenting the loss of Yeah, lamenting money. the loss of all the money. And but, also... But they still did Shaming it. some of the people who were responsible for it and not standing behind some of the people yeah, who were... But they still refused to fire They the did. Guy. I mean, they, ultimately, they, which is more than I thought that guy would get. That's true. I say that guy because I don't remember his name because I don't care about yeah. the NBA. But, like, that was more integrity than I expected the NBA to show. And, and not just not the NBA specifically, but, but any major sports organization trying to move into that market. That's more than I would expect. Yeah. Uh, and it's more than Blizzard's shown. So what, what maybe th- Blizzard could be more like the NBA. Yeah, right. What do you think <laughs> about uh, Overwatch 2? I mean, do you think it's even a thing? Like, it's only been available for, so. what, three years now? What, it's only Overwatch? been out? Yeah. 
yeah, I think it was three years old in like April or May. Yeah, yeah it's so. not that old. Yeah, I mean, for a game as a service, a platform that I thought Blizzard at one point said it was going to last for ten years. That was the plan, I think. I mean, do you need an Overwatch Over- two? <laughs> Overwatch League just didn't catch on the way. I mean, here's the thing: Overwatch two doesn't have to be a new esports title. Overwatch two could be a single player game. Right. Overwatch two could be a Left well, 4 Dead style. That's been the rumor. Is you, that could, it- you could be doubling down on lore, which is the, th- yeah. the one thing that the existing game does not support, does not provide in any great amount. I mean, they've done, like, what we're seeing right now. Like, these cinematic trailers are amazing. Oh, yeah, they're great. They provide so much context for the characters. But you're right. There hasn't been a campaign that you could play through where you kind of experience this side of the IP. Or, hell, go completely nuts and be like, oh, you remember that Overwatch was sort of made out of, like, the the leftover bits of this MMO we canceled? Well, we made the MMO. Uh, But now, all of a sudden, it's called, like, Overwatch Online or something. World of Overwatch. World of Overwatch. I mean, that would be huge, though, I think. Yeah. Like, if they're wow, basically wow saying... Wow and woo. Those are your right? two, <laughs> two pillars. <laughs> like, if they're basically saying, like, we're not going to make a World of Warcraft 2, this is basically World of Warcraft 2 with Overwatch characters. Pretty much. Like, that could be... That could be your, your end run around having to ever make World of Warcraft 2. I just... I'm trying to wonder what the breaking point is where the angry Blizzard fans bend the knee. There isn't one. Where they get to the point where they're like, you know what? You showed us enough at BlizzCon that we're going to let you off the hook for this other stuff. Don't you don't think, think there is anything no. that can be done. I mean, you'll get some people, obviously, but I don't I don't think you'll make it go away unless you make it go away by saying, like, we're going to do the right thing. Which and is never going to happen. That's probably not going to happen. It's... Uh... What would you do if you were in Blizzard's place? I would go back on what I did to Blitzchung and say, like, sorry, we fucked up. These guys only own 5% of, 5% of us. They don't get to tell us what to do, and you're right. Like, you, you, you step back and say, like, yeah, we are an American company that's in favor of freedom of expression and protest and all the things that we have based our own constitution and existence on, and we are not going to pretend that it's okay that this other government is cracking down on that just because we have money to be made. And I realize that that's very anti-capitalist of me, but like... I mean, it's not, though. There, it is. I mean, it's anti-making as much money as possible. Which but. is what capitalism is. Yeah, I guess you're right. But like, yeah. there's no shame in taking a hit to the bottom line for the sake of upholding the values that you say your company is based on. Problem is, now maybe you're a publicly held company, it could get real bad. Yeah, but at the same time, the other public holders of that company being like, "You should bow down to China," is also not great optics for those people. So, like, I but don't, they don't care. Like all, like they to might your point, not care, but, all they care about is making as much money yeah, as but possible. No one's, no one's coming to Tim Sweeney over it, and he said all that shit, and he doesn't. And Tencent owns ten times more. Of I, Epic I get than, that than Blizzard does. I, I get that, but Epic Games isn't a stock ticker symbol. Activision yeah. Blizzard is. There's a big difference. Well, there. you got to you'd have to talk to Activision about it too. Who knows? I mean, I mean, you got to think about it. like you could literally lose like billions and billions of dollars of your company's valuation in yeah. like a I week. Mean, I mean, the other option is you just Blizzard just move to China. Yeah, I mean that might be the easiest resolution. <laughs> Let's be honest. A lot easier than having integrity. It's it's a tough situation. For, I mean, look, I'm not gonna look. What they should have done is they shouldn't have done anything. They should have just let him say that and never said anything, and we wouldn't even be talking about this. You're now. probably We've right. We've gone over this over and over. It's it's, it's, I mean, it's the Streisand probably effect writ large. Kotaku probably would have written a story about it, but it wouldn't have got the pickup that it's got. Right. Yeah. I mean, what I, at this point, the only way to make that go away is to step back, undo the six-month ban, undo the six-month ban for the, the American University kids. And um, then take your lumps in Take China. your lumps on it, and then you know reiterate, like, we don't want our streams to be a place for um, – 
uh, for political commentary, et cetera, et cetera. Just like tone, you know, just chill out. Don't, you know, let's not do this again. But now you know the consequences. Now we know the, the game. We're not going to crack down on this, but everybody chill. But we are going to um, crack down on it. We, we, do we it are going to crack down on it, but we're not going to punish anyone over this just because we hadn't established that this was a thing we didn't want to talk about. But now we have, if you have a problem with that, you can not support us or whatever, but we're not going to punish these people for doing this thing. Also, the streamer, the, the, the streamers, the, the, the commentator, they banned a, co- a couple commentators for something like that, too. That's really bad, too, because commentators can disappear in the blink of an eye because yeah. they don't even have the cachet of playing the game and on, on stream. So yeah, they're not. I would, I would say just reset the board and say, okay, we all know the rules now. No one's losing anything. No one's. Gonna, but just let's not do this in the future. But like, no, no harm, no foul. Right now, can we all just please move on? Um, you know, maybe put out a better apology that doesn't read quite like it was quite so much like it was, it was written, written by like it was written by someone who, who English is not their first <laughs> la- first language. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then go talk to Disney and add Winnie the Pooh to Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> And then everything will be fine. And then just see how fast that gets banned. <laughs> uh, I look, I don't envy Blizzard. But you know what? When you allow a company from a communist country to buy part of your company. And that's it. I mean, China, co- China's communist and lip service. Only. All right. They're, they are yeah. they're authoritarian. It's a dictatorship, basically. Authoritarian dictatorship capitalism, yeah. basically. Like no one's waiting in line for cheese and milk in China. No. Just... Just human rights. They're, they just don't have any cheese Look, and milk. There's period. a reason the people in yeah. Hong Kong do not want to be part of it. Yeah, you know they were. They were. I mean, they, Hong Kong is very British. Yeah, I, know. I mean, they were a colony for a hundred, hundred some years. Like, you know that those cultures don't mesh too well, and I think they all acknowledge that. But like, you know, China wants Hong Kong. They want Taiwan. They want that 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 prestige and that power and and what those th- those places bring. And the people that live there are too independent for it. So, well, yeah. they're, China's reneging on the deal it had when yeah. it took back over Hong Kong. That's essentially what's happening. Yeah. But and like, some, China's also not used to anyone telling them no. Right. And some, some Korean politicians are acquiescing to China, mm-hmm. which is what – anyway, we're not going to get into all that. It's, Everybody it's, it's knows it's what's going complex. on there. It is very complex. I don't, very th- complex. don't think many people actually know what's really going on, the, the depth no, of it. No, you're right. It's, it's, yeah. it's very I – mean, just – And it goes back like what was, what was the century thing? Was some, Not centuries. What but. was the movie that just came out? It was an animated movie and had a map of that area. Oh, it was Abominable. There was a map that like did not include – like it, it, the map was drawn with the boundaries that China prefers mm. and it erased a couple of countries <laughs> that considered themselves separate countries and there was a whole flap about that. Like it's it's – and, like, that's not new. Like, that stuff isn't new, but it's new because now these Western companies are trying to move in on the Chinese market because China has opened themselves to the possibility of that happening. And there's so much money to be made. And then you have to you have to kind of kowtow to this, like, horrible place's beliefs about what reality should be. And then everyone else is like, uh, no, that's actually terrible. And then you got to balance the... It's it's a terrible position to be in, and if I was one of those companies, I would not want to even attempt it. But there's so much money on the damn line. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's, I'm glad I'm not in that I position. Mean, they even made Michael Bay do stuff. For I know. Us. I mean, that's it's nobody crazy. makes Michael Bay do anything he doesn't want to do. But yep. he, but he shot in China. He sure did. <laughs> it's nuts. All right, let's move on to our last topic of episode 187. We're going to talk about Ring Fit Adventure. Nintendo's new fitness initiative for Switch. Matt and I have both. Oh, that's a good. That's who who said that. Said what? Sanuku. That's a good line. Blizzard wants to dance at two weddings at the same time. 
Yeah. That's a that's, that's a good expression to use for yeah. this. It doesn't matter what China doesn't have. It's about that Blizzard wants to dance on two weddings at the same time, and this will always go yeah. wrong. Yeah. You, it is kind of a Three's Company episode, isn't it? <laughs> or like Jack's trying a very to go, depressing to, one, going but... to two, on two dates at the same time and changing clothes. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember that And episode. in the end, just everyone gets mad, and he doesn't get to go home with either one of them. Yeah. That's true. Watch more, watch more sitcoms, Blizzard. <laughs> or don't. That's... All right. We're going to talk about Ring Fit Adventure for Switch. It is... Norman Fell knows the score. <laughs> it's a Switch take on Wii Fit. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Um, yeah, basically they, they looked at Wii Fit and like, what if we actually made it a game? Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Adam. Or I'm sorry, not Adam. Jared, switch to my cam. So we brought the stuff in today to show you guys. Um, it's a ring. Yeah. So. That, ironically, doesn't fit anymore. Yeah, so <laughs> it comes in this gigantic box. And what I found is after I used it, it would no longer go back in the box because the box is made assuming that this ring is a perfect circle. And after you use it for a while, I can even see it with my naked eye, it starts to become a little bit oblong. So it no longer actually fits. Yeah, it's a, it's a slightly oblate ring now. Yeah, so it no longer fits back in the box. But it comes in this gigantic box and it comes with a physical copy of the game, believe it or not, yeah. which is something like we never get anymore. I was sure there was going to be a code in there. But yeah, there's actually like a box copy of the game inside. And then the ring and the other stuff are underneath that. But uh, the way it works is, and I'll show you this as well, you have to have both your Joy-Cons. And one Joy-Con goes into the ring, and the other Joy-Con... Are you going to stick on one? Stick on my... Yeah, stick on my single so people can see it better. So you have the ring, and I'll show you how this works. The right Joy-Con goes into the ring... And it works just like a controller. So you just slide it in, and then it clicks into place. And then the strap that you have that goes around your leg, it's supposed to go around your upper thigh. I found ways to cheat and put it around my lower leg. Uh, and you slide the, the left Joy-Con into the sleeve, like so. And then you strap it around your leg. And it just fastens with Velcro, like you might expect, and you strap it around your leg. The ring has, thank God, I don't know if you noticed or not, but these handles are removable and washable. Mm. Because if you sweat, obviously, they're going to get gross. So um, keep that in mind if you decide to buy this used, actually. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't buy this used. Yeah, I probably wouldn't, even if they said I hardly use it, because people are going to sweat when they play this. But... Basically, how you get most of your workout from this game is either running in place mm -hmm. or doing, like, calisthenics, like, sit-ups or leg pulls. And then the other way is the ring. So you can squeeze it in. You can pull it apart. And generally, like, when you navigate the menu, squeezing it in is, like, hitting the button. And then pulling it apart is, like, backing out. Um, and then there's exercises depending on how it's oriented. So uh, when you're playing the actual game... Uh, when you have to defend against an attack, because this game does have an RPG built into it, you put it to your chest, and you squeeze it in. You're supposed to put it on your stomach, because an ab guard. Oh, uh, whatever. You're supposed to squeeze your abs to defend 
whatever. I put it up against your body and squeeze it in. That's basically what you have to do to defend when you're playing the actual RPG part of it. The game itself does tell you that form is important, no matter what Shane tells you. Yeah, and it is. I mean, if you're doing exercises, form is really important. And I'll say this. The tracking is very, very accurate. Yeah, the tech is is very impressive. Like, if you're... If this around your leg starts to slide around it picks up on it and it'll yeah, say it like you it'll say your it. form is bad like readjust it or whatever it can tell i mean it's, it's pretty clever that like between that the ring and the thing on your leg it pretty much knows what you're doing at any time like it's, even when you put the ring down to do like stuff on the floor it uses like where it is on your thigh to know what position you're in because all of a sudden the joy con is yeah. horizontal and it knows that okay i will also say um you know because you, you remember back when the switch launched we had a lot of disconnection problems with the joy cons and like people were talking about like, oh, oh i, I still I have problems with it yeah so i have to play this actually behind my couch because there's no room in front of it and i have a you know big couch you've seen the couch in the e3 stuff yeah like it's a so i'm behind the couch like between like my kitchen like island and and the couch so i'm like i'm like 12 feet away from the switch and i have had no disconnection problems or no and no like signal reading none whatsoever it's been super solid so Me too. i've, been, I've yeah. been very impressed with uh, with the tech like from from definitely from top to bottom. Yep. So you guys know that it's an RPG, but we're going to show you right here. There's also a lot of other modes set in the that are in the game just for you to work out. Mm. So you can just do sets of exercises if you want to. Uh, there are mini games to help you take your mind off of the idea that you're exercising, mm-hmm. and then there are just simple exercises that you can do. You can even uh, you can even do exercises with this where you don't use the ring and it still tracks it. Um, and then, of course, there's the RPG part of it, which is what most of you are interested in, and that's what we're seeing right now. Um, don't expect too much from the RPG part of this game. No, it's, it's just it's literally a carrot on a stick to get you to do the, the exercise. Yeah. But it's, fi- it's fine. It's, it's, you know, it's charming. I think the, the bad guy is, uh, is pretty great. Like, I, I love that it, he's a giant muscle bro dragon. You know, he likes a, to do push-ups. tank top. And he like when you're fighting like boss fights with him, it says like he's working out to just trying to decide what his next workout will be. Yeah. And I was like, I knew a lot of guys like like him. Oh yeah. In, in when I worked at Twenty Four Hour Fitness. I mean, I like, still like, run into people like yeah. him. Like guy, like, somebody <laughs> working out to decide what their next workout will be. I'm like, that's totally <laughs> true. I knew a guy uh, who did that all the time. He's like, I'm gonna go work out so I can figure out what I'm gonna work out on next. I'm just like, all right. And the writing in this is pretty clever. Like they. There's a lot of jabs at, like, fitness culture. Like, they talk mm. about kale all the time. Yeah, a lot of kale And jokes. smoothies and stuff like that. Like, it it uses the verbiage of people who spend a lot of time on fitness. And the character – like, the ring itself is a character, and, of course, it's just yeah. called ring. And, like, when you, when you level up your character, uh, you don't get stat bonuses. You get gains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I actually, I actually unironically love this character. Like, I think he's very funny. Like, like you think it's going to be like a big new Nintendo character? Probably not, but I yeah. just like him. I think he's very – I think he's funny, and I think he's like – the design is like instantly readable. Like, just the yeah. – well, he's got the, like the, the old school like weightlifter like, yeah. like tank top thing is very funny. You, every time you run into him, like CCCP like, yeah. Russia like weightlifting in the eighties. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And like he just he's like. I was thinking like Drago. That's what, yeah, Drago because of Rocky reference, right? right? Yeah. But I, I also love like you know I was I, I was thinking like oh if we were still doing X play we would totally make uh, Corrado 
oh, yeah. dresses that character. But then I'm like, mm, then we'd have to paint him black, and that would get, maybe get a little weird. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that would. So cosplaying this character might uh, cross a line or two, but um, I think he's very funny. I would buy an amiibo. So, uh, they might make an amiibo. Yeah. I mean, he's the most recognizable character in this, to be For perfectly sure. honest with you. Um, the way the game works is it's kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog until you get to a fight. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's a it's a it's an endless runner. Yeah, more or less. And you, and literally, you, you have, have to run. run. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, this goes. I think we talked about it before. I'm like, you know, people underestimate the cardio requirements of being a video game character. Yeah. Well, um, it reminds you. This game you absolutely yeah, reminds you that you're doing a lot of running. Yeah. So basically, you run in place and. Uh, like on these courses, every level is like a specific It's a linear course. course. Yeah, it's and like a... you squeeze the you squeeze the ring to shoot a puff of air, and you you pull the ring to suck, suck in, in air. Yeah, and that's how you pick up hit power ups and pick things up on the side of the road as you run by them. Um, and then like sometimes you'll hit obstacles like stairs or or water or something. And you have to run with your knees up to like you know to get through it faster. That and... was one thing the game did not pick up all the time for me. I, I was when I was high that. stepping versus just running. I didn't have a problem with that, although although the high stepping seems to get picked up better the higher up your thigh you strap the thing. Oh, maybe that's um, part of the that's problem. That's where it's, it's detecting that. And then uh, sometimes there's, like, things that collapse and you have to run faster to get yep. across them. That's actually pretty hard because, like, there's always a delay between starting to run faster. You're just whacking the deer in the face, huh? Like, yeah. There's, a, <laughs> there's a, a delay in, like, uh, starting to run faster and ru- actually running faster and, and until you recognize what the collapsing floor looks like yeah. you'll get caught a couple times but there's no way to die and there's jumping so you can face the ring down towards yeah. the floor and squeeze it and the character will jump yeah it's like it's like a like a jump jet basically yeah and it seems like eventually you get upgrades to that because a couple times i've jumped to get stuff and the ring has been like oh you didn't get it but maybe we'll find a way to jump longer later i'm like yeah oh, come back subtle. again Come no. back and play the whole thing again. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm not doing that. Uh, the doors, you have to blow. You mm-hmm. Once you get good and you're, I guess, strong, and you can squeeze the ring hard enough, you can eventually get to the point where you can blow open doors with one shot. But when you first start, like, it takes a few. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really just like an endless runner where you're constantly, like, looking off track for objects to shoot with your air blast or you're looking for stuff to suck up with your air blast by pulling the pulling it apart. Um, and then when then you get to the fights, mm-hmm. and this is where you really get your workout. Like you're jogging in place during most of this stuff and squeezing the ring here yeah, and there. Just, they're just getting your heart rate up for that. Yeah, they're basically just making sure you don't have a heart attack when you start like the turn-based battle, because once you start the turn-based battle, like here, you can see it's not. It wasn't mm-hmm. picking it up for me all the time. Yeah, there but there goes. it goes. Yeah. See, I don't know. It. I guess it's your mileage will vary on how well it picks that stuff up. But anyway. Like we said, it's an endless runner with a linear track, but you get to certain points where there are these icons on the track, and they're enemies, and you have to fight the enemy to make headway. And it is a turn-based RPG, I guess. Um, I would use that loosely. You do take turns, but you get much longer turns than the Mm -hmm. enemies do, and that's because they want you to work out. So when you start fighting an enemy, basically when you level up, you don't, it's not like a typical RPG where all of a sudden your magic's more powerful or your sword does more damage. When you level up, you get new moves to use as attacks. Mm-hmm. So just look at it like any calisthenic you've ever done is a separate attack. So a yeah. sit-up is a separate attack. A push-up is a separate attack, although those aren't specifically in the game. I'm just letting you know how it works. Yeah, so that's probably attack. one of the few that they couldn't actually track properly. Right, yeah. 
But basically, every exercise is a separate attack, and each one gives you uh, has a different output as far as damage is concerned. When you first start battles, you're really just doing like chip damage, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then it's the battles where on you're you have less time to perform each one. So basically, you're just doing more reps. Yeah, you start usually like you start with like five normals and then like the last it sets a 10 usually yeah like five normals and then they then they're like pick up the pace and you have to do it like twice as fast but that's also when you can do the most do damage, damage to enemies because otherwise it takes forever like it'll say squeeze and you'll squeeze and there'll be a little meter that fills up and when it fills up then you release like, and oh, then the and attack you. happens um and you just keep doing that and at first it's like it takes forever he's just, just banging them out See, you just gotta do that every time you got a chance you just gotta bang <laughs> out this but it's just the way, best way to do it bro like, yeah. i love that guy i love yeah. this character and at, look, and as he's, you, got, he's got the little like band, sweatband on his tail. It's adorable. Yeah. And look, there's difficulty settings, and the difficulty settings will change like how many reps you do. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing more reps than ten. Yeah, mine was like I started on moderate. Yeah, and it was doing, it was I was, to, and I wasn't finishing a lot of them because like the enemies would die too fast. Oh, really? Like I would do one. Like each enemy could take like fifteen hits basically. And I'm I, playing so get the, one in for one, and then like, and then eventually you get group attacks, which changes yeah. how that works anyway. Yeah, I'm playing the one level down from the highest, so not the highest, but the next one down. I moved up like on day three. I think they moved me up because there there is like a more granular difficulty scale in there, like beyond just the four difficulty levels. Yeah, um, that you can go up. I guess like numbered. So I think like it moved me up to like 19 or something. But like I don't know, it's it's. There's a lot of options. Like they, 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 and they, and they really try to like kind of take care of you on that. So uh, and here you'll see. Here's here's yeah. combat for the first time. So you hold it in until the word hold fills up, yep. and then you release, and you just keep that repeating. transition. There screws me up every time. Like yeah, I, I always think that something like something went wrong when they well, do that. One other thing I haven't figured out is like I was under the impression that you want to release exactly when the word fills up, but I don't think that that actually matters. No, I don't think it does. Yeah, I mean, ideally, I think you do for the sake of like form and keeping the the, the rhythm steady. Going. Yeah, but like yeah, you don't seem to get penalized for not for holding it too long. But you can see, like, boss battles take forever. Yeah, he has a lot of health. Like, and in and fact, it gets more and more the more as you go into yeah. the worlds. And, uh, and it, I'll, I'll cut here in a second because I wasn't going to make you guys sit and watch me chip him all the way down. But it takes a while. Like, when you finish a boss battle, you're pretty tired. Yeah. I'll say that. I mean, they... I mean, it's it's a real thing. Like, you can feel it in play. Because one of the clever things about the ring... Here's is the like, Abgarb you The ring about. is not particularly... It's hard to no. compress. It's, no, it's, it's not it's, hard to compress it. No, it's very, like you can almost get your fist together, like yeah, pretty it's, easily it's a, without even like trying. But the, the clever like, watch, thing about I can put my fist together. But the clever thing about it is the way they use it is like they make you hold it in positions that yep. force particular muscles. They make you put it above your head, like, and then all of yeah. a sudden, instead of using these muscles, you're using your yeah. shoulders and your back to compress it. Yeah, so, so, so they do get a pretty complete like workout if you're picking different. Yeah, exercises I mean it's smart. Like you don't even realize when you're just doing this. That like all these muscles through here are getting like a workout, yeah. and like like the, the day after the first time I played it, like I felt I it was right. I was like, oh yeah, I feel it. I feel like yeah, yeah that muscle knows something happened yesterday. I'll, I'll say this: like it's not, and I'm not in good shape at all. I haven't exercised in quite a long time now. Before I stopped exercising, I exercised a lot. I was in like the best shape of my life, but that was a while ago, and I have not really broken a sweat yet with this. Not really. I mean. Like like that. My kind muscles of, were sore. That kind of like mild, like oh, I'm about to sweat. Yeah, sweat, where you start like, getting like yeah. your forehead starts to get a little moisture. Yeah, but I have, it's certainly not like a, oh, I got to change my shirt. Yeah, this is that. not like the insanity workout. Like but you're not going to do this for like I six weeks you, and be shredded. But I think if you if you bumped it up to like maximum and like did like 
two or three worlds a day, it would be a pretty yeah, yeah. hefty workout. It would give you cardio, and you could yeah, lose it's, weight. It's, it's pure cardio. And yeah. like, it's also very – it seems like targeted somewhat to, to women – yeah. Because um, one actually one of the tips I got like between like met, like when it was loading or whatever was like because they, sometimes they'll pop up like question frequently asked like you know workout questions or whatever and one of them was like like I'm worried I'm gonna get too muscular and I was like okay <laughs> I said no dude ever right right yeah but like and, and they're like don't worry what we're doing here is not going to yeah. give you huge muscles women it's, worry it's, about that it's though. just gonna be it's just gonna be a, a cardio sort of like aerobic thing. Um, like yeah, you're not gonna get like a, a a giant like muscular chest from squeezing this ring, but you are gonna slim down. You are going you'll, to you'll tone some up. Like, it's cardio it's, for it's, sure. It's, it's a if this is what it takes to get you to do that, and uh, I am certainly no fan of cardio. Like it, and it's what gets you to stick with it. Like great. Yeah, I look. I don't enjoy playing this as much as I enjoy playing sports. Um, well, right. Because sports do engage your mind every single moment. There are. There's time in this game for you to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, if you're playing basketball or hockey, like, there are no moments like that. You're yeah, just well, constantly engaged and you're always going at well, it. The advantage of basketball is that there's no load time. That's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a good point. But for me, like, I was, I was, I was looking also, at Also, when you're playing basketball, your girlfriend doesn't come downstairs and give you that look. True. That is true. Like, oh, you want to play? She's like, nope. No. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of looking to at this to be kind of a replacement for sports for me because right now I need knee surgery. I don't have the time to do it, and I haven't got it done. I can't really exercise the way I want to. This is not that, but it does – it's a distraction from just – it's better than just running on a treadmill or yeah. or walking on a stair stepper. I'll say that much. Yeah, I do prefer this to like sitting well, like sitting on an exercise bike and watching a TV show yeah. or something. Yeah, I would rather do this. Uh, but you're not going to get ripped. Um, unless you drastically change your diet, you're not going to lose a ton of weight doing this. You won't gain weight. No. You'll at least be treading water. But you're not going to lose a ton of weight doing this either. Unless, no. as Matt well, I mean, said, you literally rip through, like, the whole game in, no, like, I mean, a day. I mean, you would have to do this a lot to really, like, max out your calorie burn. I mean, yeah. Because people – I mean, if you want to – you really have, you know, every – you know, medical professional will tell you if you want to lose weight, you got to change what you eat yep. before you change what you what your exercise routine is. Yeah. Um, not that you shouldn't exercise yeah. but to help help that along, but like the intake of calories is m- much more important and easier to regulate than the burning of calories because it's hard to burn calories. I'll say this: the tech behind this like, game, like in one world of this, you burn about enough calories to make up like one Oreo. Like yeah, it's, you know, it's it's yeah. Each world you burn like nothing. Yeah. It's like eighty calories or yeah, something. Very little. Yeah, I mean, and you spent probably ten or fifteen minutes yeah. doing it. Which like, is, I mean, that's that's better than nothing. That's how exercise works. But like like you say, if you can find something like a sport where you're doing it for an hour and you don't even think about it because you're tr- you're focused on the game. Yeah, you're gonna get a this, lot more. This game does not do that. It's no, not good I, enough to destroy. In fact. If this also, game tell- were just an RP, a game without the fitness stuff, oh no, this wouldn't. It would be abysmal. Also, like the game suggests you take a break too often, like every time, yeah, like oh, constantly. constantly. Like, oh, do you want to stop for the day? I'm like, I've been here ten minutes, no, dude. Like, yeah. let's go. Like, oh, uh, Jared, come back to the camera just for a second. So, one thing I will say is the tech behind this is really impressive. Yeah, like it the. For instance, like while you're running and you're squeezing and you're aiming like off of the track to try to hit stuff, it is like yeah, it's really it's accurate. scary accurate, like yeah. how good it is. Also, when you finish an exercise, remember that IR thing that's on the Joy Cons mm-hmm. that you're like, what do we ever use it for? 
it uses that to check your heart rate. You put your finger over the IR sensor, and somehow it supposedly takes your heart rate. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure that it was accurate. It's moderately. I mean, I, I was checking it while it was doing it. But it was more or less on target. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't use it as, like, a medical device, but, like, yeah. it, was, it was close <laughs> enough. And, yeah. Uh, it, it, the one, I will say that that's the one or two times that I have had the controller disconnect was was doing that like i think i pushed it too hard and it lost contact with whatever ah. there and i had to take it off and snap it back on and then it was fine but the, the two times i've had like a malfunction were because i was trying to hold i was trying to hold it like that because it says to put it like your thumb over it or something like that and sometimes i'll just grab it and like i'm used to press with my thumb yeah. and it pushes it out and it's just like oh we couldn't read anything so i had to reset it but that's the only tech problem i've had Yep, and once the Joy-Con's plugged in here, it's functional. So you can use it for navigating the menus and the buttons to select and deselect stuff. Um, it's pretty freaking cool, yeah. I guess is what I'll say. Like, there's a spark of something here that could be something far greater in the future, I guess is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely like It's to see way better than Wii Fit. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. leaps, if you got schooled by mean, Wii Fit and bought the Wii Balance Board and you, you're still burned by that... And you can do that, it. And the great is thing way is, like, better. there's no camera. You don't. You don't. You can nope. be anywhere. It, you doesn't even. It, switch doesn't even have to be an eye line. Like yeah. you can do it wherever you can do and it. And it picks it up. It, yeah. yeah. It's uh. It's a much more. It's a much less tethered experience than like Wii Fit or or anything like that. So I'm like I'm. I think it's pretty cool. I mean I don't know if I'd want to throw eighty bucks at it. So that's the um, rub, people. But, uh, Matt just brought up the yeah. the eight hundred pound gorilla, which is the price of this thing. It is. Seventy nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. After tax in California, it's basically ninety bucks. Yeah. Like I thought, I thought it would be should be. I think it should be sixty bucks because the mm-hmm. game itself is a joke without the ring. Yeah, you would never charge sixty dollars for the game. And this ring, I mean, really, it's just a nylon hoop with some cheap like velcroed on handles. Like, there's no way that this costs even fifteen dollars to make. Like there's just it's just a nylon hoop. Well, there's some with some sensors in there, in there yeah. right, to know how much is being compressed. But come on, man! Like, and the the leg strap is literally just a strap. There's yeah. no there's no tech. In I the mean, strap. your mom could make this leg strap for you. It's just a little pocket that the Joy-Con fits in, and a nylon strap with Velcro. Yeah. like it's it did, nothing. It did do when I first turned it on. I don't know because I don't use the Joy Cons ever really. So when I turned it on, it actually did do a big update on my Joy. Oh, they did, it did for me too. So. I think they. I think they forced an update for this game. Mm, I think it mm-hmm. had it had to be updated. Um, so the price, insane, but that has not stopped people. So I was in Best Buy on Saturday, and I was just walking around the game department, and somebody came in trying to buy this. And I overheard the whole conversation, and the kid's like, hey, I'm looking for a Ring Fit Adventure. And the guy's like, we don't have it. And he's like, okay, well, do you have it in your other stores? He went up to his computer, started pecking in, looked. He's like, it's sold out everywhere in Los Angeles. Hmm. So within 24 hours of it being released, it was sold out in L.A. at every Best Buy. Yeah. Now, you said you found it at a Target, at Target in L.A. Yeah, tar- every Target had Because when you said that, I thought it was because you were trying to buy it. No, I already it. had it. Yeah. So I looked it up on Target and because I was in a Target, and I saw it there. Oh, and okay. I, I mean, I was in Target in Torrance, so it was a... Not, Outside the city a little bit, but I looked it up on on their website. It was ever it was in all the LA targets, so it's it's apparently doing real well at Best Buy, but not so much at Target. So much That's really weird. <laughs> but anyway, it does appear to be doing pretty well. Uh, we fit sold pretty well, and that was ninety dollars, I think, with the balance board. Yeah, I don't remember what that I think was. it was ninety bucks. And that balance board was worthless, man. After <laughs> if you got done with We Fit, there was no purpose for any of it. 
I hope there's DLC for this because, look, if they can promise me that they're going to release new updates for this as DLC, then that $80 price tag doesn't seem so bad. Mm -hmm. But if all we're getting is what's on that card and then yeah. that's it, you got to pay for the rest of the stuff, then that's too much for me. Yeah, or like more games that use – I mean, there's, there's, there's potential here for stuff. Like you could do yeah. more with it. I yeah, mean, absolutely you could. And, you know, they, they have uh, kept the uh, the Labo stuff going. So, I mean, I'm sure yeah. we'll get a couple – I'm sure we'll, we'll get a couple years of various updates and new things out of this. But Should people buy it, Matt? That's not that's not for me to say. It is for us to say. That's our job. <laughs> that's why we're here. That's exactly our job. It, I think – I think Vincent's saying you can use it as a Mario Kart steering wheel. Huh. Yeah. That's fun. Um, squeeze it to shoot stuff. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Um, I'd love to. I'd love to see them do like a bullet hell shooter where you have to squeeze it every time you shoot. <laughs> that would be quite that the workout. Work yeah, I would honestly say no. Don't buy this. I think for the vast majority a, of our like audience, a, if you can get like a good deal on it during like Black Friday sales or something, maybe it'd be a nice thing to throw in with your rested stuff you're getting. Yeah, I would rather have like my family buy spend that money on something else like. I think it might actually be a good fitness tool for somebody who's really overweight, yeah, it's who not doesn't a, need a ton of exercise to actually get a workout out of it. It's not a good game, but it's it is, not but a good it's a, game. But it's a decent tool. It right. It's a bad game. In fact, if, if this were just an RPG and you could play this game with buttons and control sticks, this game would get like a two. Yeah, but it wouldn't exist. Right. If it, if it, so, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if people are thinking about getting this and they're like, I don't really care about working out. I just want to try like. It's not worth it. It's too much. Yeah, but it's a nice mix of kind of like, you know, RPG stuff and, and kind of basic aerobic stuff. I mean, there's a lot of, like, actual physical gyms that offer programs like that now with level ups stuff, and they yeah. track your progress like that. And, like, you know, it, it's uh, there's, a, there's a whole – there's a gym up in Burbank entirely based around that called the Nerd Gym. I mean, this – oh, we forgot to mention that, like – it sends you reminders. It keeps track of everything oh, yeah. you do. You know you, how many you calories a, you burn. You can set an alarm yep. uh, that reminds you that to work reminds out. You even if the switch is asleep. Yep. It'll um, remind you to work out. Yeah. So it, it does kind of have all the tools that it needs to be a fitness, a, a, a functional fitness app. I just, like, I don't think I'm going to play it again. Are you? I think I'm going to keep going yeah. like, just to see what it, what it turns into. I spent, like, three days with it. And, and I, I do enjoy... Uh, the dragon guy like I, yeah i, I want to see more of the dragon guy <laughs> i mean dragon like, dragon guy for smash <laughs> i think it's gonna do pretty well because we fit did very well and it's it was a shadow of what you're getting here i think it's i think a lot of people are just gonna get it because it's another wacky nintendo peripheral I mean, that people want to collect true, but, and but i will say that i enjoy it like i you know it's 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 i'm not it's a, better than just running on a treadmill yeah. or riding an exercise bike and it's silly enough to kind of like acknowledge that what you're doing is dumb yeah uh, but it's but it's fun i think it's fun i'm, I'm it's, it's not like if you're you know if you're a dedicated gym rat you're not going to get anything else out of this but it's a nice way to sort of like have some movement in the day and and it might be a good way to transition yourself from doing nothing yeah to actually working out without yeah. getting injured like if you did this for like a week or two probably going to a gym and actually getting on a treadmill or a stair stepper mm probably won't kill you yeah, because if you haven't been working out and you go to a gym and actually work out you'll feel like death for like a day and a half afterwards yeah it's, it's probably a good like um gateway drug yeah 
It's a good way to transition like if you, you in. If, yeah. you're, if you have no confidence about being in a gym, but, like, you want to see if you can do this stuff, like, also it teaches you a fair number of uh, yoga stuff. It does, yoga yeah. Pose. So like, and there's, like, cool downs after every workout, yeah. which you should be doing. Like, mm-hmm. you should be doing, like, yoga poses after you work out so you're not just – Putting a strain on your heart. I feel like from... eventually it starts bribing you with XP uh-huh. to do the stretching yeah. and stuff. I was like, that's ah, yeah. funny. It's, it's like... So, look, there's some clever stuff in the game, and it's, I mean, it's the best fitness gaming app ever. Yeah. I will say, I will give it that. Um, do not play this in a group. Like, the idea that a group <laughs> of people sitting around excitedly <laughs> watching someone play this game is nonsense. Yeah, that's nonsense. Yeah. But. I think you have a pretty good idea what you're getting yourself into with Ring Fit Adventure. Again, it's eighty bucks. It's like ninety dollars here after That's tax. That's like the top possible justifiable price for this. Really. Yeah, it's I like, mean they pushed it absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's it's that's the upper limit of I think what I would accept. Nintendo's been pretty dirty with Switch, man. Like if it had been like ten bucks more, I probably would have just let you talk about it. Yeah, yeah exactly. It. Like um, like I had problems with my joy my right Joy-Con again when I started playing mm. this. Like I I unsnapped it from my switch and it wouldn't it wouldn't uh connect hmm. and then i updated it and it did connect like it just i think the joy cons are just junk if you ask me but hopefully they're manufacturing them better now i'm pretty disappointed in the overall quality as you guys know my first one was completely dysfunctional and didn't work and i stuck with it for like a year because i couldn't send it in and i just had really bad experiences with the joy cons and they're really expensive like to me those things should be solid state should mm-hmm. work like a charm, and they don't always do that. So, there you go. Ring Fit Adventure for Switch. It's out now. Yeah. It came out on Friday. 80 Luckily, bucks. My, my Joy-Cons have been pretty solid, but again, I've probably used them f- before this. I've probably used them for a total of like an hour. Detached. At all, yeah. Like, well, I mean, when you play your Switch at all, you're going to use them. Or do you use the Pro Controller? I use the Pro Controller. I, yeah. I, ne- I never use the Joy-Cons for anything. They, wow. just, they just sat on the Switch in its dock for yeah, my left my left one has analog stick drift. I need to send it in, but there's all these games coming out, and I just have to deal with it until like the new year, I think. Yeah, I mean, mine might have analog drift, but I don't. You wouldn't even would know. know. <laughs> all right, it's time for our trailer of the week, and as you guys know, that's your cue to get any questions in the Q and A. If you want to ask us anything, feel free to ask us about Ring Fit Adventure if you'd like. <laughs> what else is there to say? There isn't a whole lot. The people may have questions. Some people yeah. may be legitimately interested in this to work out. And if that's the case, hit us up. Um, Our trailer of the week, we did not cover the Outer Worlds today. We're going to cover that next week. But we figured we'd be remiss if we did not at least acknowledge that it's coming out before our next episode. It's on Friday, correct? Yep. Or tomorrow if you're on Game Pass? I don't Uh, even know if it's on Game Pass, is it? It is on Game Pass. It is? Yeah. It's uh, it's Thursday. So you you can get it a day early on Game Pass. Well, it it goes live at midnight. Like Eastern, so we get it at nine. Oh, okay. So anyway, it's coming out, but we're not talking about it on this episode, but we wanted to remind you that it's coming, and so it is our trailer of the week. Let's roll it. Look who it is. The stranger that came out of nowhere and now has everyone talking. Some people want you to be a savior. A shining beacon of hope. Those people clearly haven't met you yet.
get you? Some soap. Everyone loves soap. Remember, no matter what happens out here, it'll all be your fault. Good luck. All right, so there's a little taste of The Outer Worlds, again, coming out this Friday for most people, or a little earlier if you're on Game Pass. Um, or if you just pre-ordered. If you pre-ordered, you can get it early, too? And yeah, it goes live at midnight Eastern, so it's at 9. Everything does that now. Oh. I, so, wait, there's no advantage to playing it on Game Pass, then, is what you're saying? Uh, there were some people saying it goes live earlier in the day on Thursday. I mean, uh, the advantage is you don't pay 60 bucks. Well, right, yeah. Um, so I, don't think, I don't know if it goes live any earlier. I don't know. There's I'm, no I'm early access on, on Game I'm Pass. playing on Game Pass, so I'll find out one way or the other. Yep. Uh, but anyway, that's Friday. It's coming out, and we'll talk about that next Tuesday. Let's get to some questions. Uh, Talica1981, Erebus Jones, thank you for Twitch Prime. I saw a bunch of you guys subscribe via Twitch Prime at the open, but I missed it, and now the way the chat works, it is gone. So sorry if I missed you guys. Uh, if, you can, if you can, always try to wait until this moment to subscribe via Twitch Prime. I know some of you guys can't watch the whole show, uh, and so you'll just do it when you can. But if you can, wait till the end so we can recognize you guys in the actual show. I, I really like to do that, and I hopefully you guys appreciate it as well. Yeah, my back scroll ends when one Supermaster Gamer subscribed. Yeah. So thank you, one Supermaster Gamer. Which was gamer. way back when we were talking about uh, gaming disorder. Yep. Uh, Playland said, oh, damn, shots fired at Francis. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe Francis is trying to use this to lose weight. I don't know. Uh, maybe is that a reference to the that character Boogie plays? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if he's doing something know. with this. I haven't. Done it was nothing attention. intended towards him at all. Um. Anyway, uh, freeze frame rate. What do you think of Pokemon Go adding online player versus player battles? Is it too late to bring people back from the initial launch? I don't think they have to bring anyone back. Like no. there's still millions of people playing Pokemon Go. I think at this point it's just keeping people entertained. Yeah, and in the app. And I, I mean, I'll be honest, I thought it should have been there from the beginning. Well, yeah. But it wasn't. So th maybe they were smart waiting this long to... As Gabe Newell said, these things take time. Yeah. Uh, but I think in hindsight, maybe they were smart with kind of delaying it, waiting until people kind of burned out on the other parts of the game before bringing it in. Somewhat also, like, I'm sure that took a long time to get to work right. Yeah. So. It should have been a part of the plan from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you, I mean, they were basically just reskinning Ingress, which didn't have anything like that. So Yeah. And to answer your question whether it will bring people back at all, yeah, some. I mean, it makes me think about going back and looking at my Pokedex and seeing what I have. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't because I'm whatever I have is not going to be remotely competitive, and yeah. it's just not going to be worth it. I did just finally uninstall Pokemon Go, like, last month. It had sat on my mm -hmm. phone unopened forever. I still, and finally, I, I was like, I had to, I'm out of, like, space on my phone, so mm -hmm. I... I had to I deleted that to download some other game and yeah it's gone now but I, I still open it sometimes when I'm out somewhere and I think about it and I send gifts to people you know people on my friends list I send the gifts to and like I'll, I'll open it if I'm in like an interesting place and I'm like oh I wonder if there's a Pokemon stop I can get a gift from it so yep. that's basically what I do with it uh, let's see ETH Demon if you can match any IP or developer what would it be and why for me it's Kotor and Obsidian. Uh, KOTOR 2, and even more so with the Content Restore patch, is one of my favorite RPGs of all time. I want to see another Star Wars RPG from Obsidian. 
think you're alone on that one, my friend. I think everyone would like to see another KOTOR, but um, not, it's not going to happen. Well, also, the people that made KOTOR 2 don't work at Obsidian anymore, yeah. really. So, I mean... It's just, like, Co- rare. It's Kotor- like, I want another banjo, but the people who don't work on banjo yeah. don't work at rare anymore. KOTOR so. 2 was largely Chris Avalon, who does not work for Obsidian anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, Chris Avalon did apparently do some writing or at least some consulting on the script for uh, Fallen, Jedi Fallen Order. So... We'll see. Okay, so but let's... mainly, if you if you like Kotor too, you should take a look at Dying Light too. Yeah, because that's his next opus. Let's answer his question though. Match any IP with any developer. What would it be and why? Um, I think most of them are pretty well matched up. But uh... I would like to see Nintendo get a ton of IP, just to see what it would do with some of the biggest gaming IP that it because it has a completely different perspective on everything. Like, I'd love to see Nintendo develop, like, a God of War or just something that's completely out mm-hmm. of its wheelhouse to see how it would change it or affect it. I would like to force Insomniac to make a Transformers game. Ah, that's not bad. Well, they already fulfilled one of your fantasies. They built a Spider-Man game. It's a good Spider-Man game, yeah. That would be cool, man. I mean, I kind of thought we were going to get that with Platinum's Transformers game. I didn't. And yeah. I did, though. I was like, this is a match made in heaven, and it really no, wasn't. It was just another... Another one of their beat em ups. Yeah, they just sloughed it off onto one of their Ho- B teams. Hose down in Transformers juice. Energon, <laughs> uh, perhaps. Justin Horman. Isometric style CRPGs have had a bunch of releases in recent years and have generally been well received. Would you have come close to predicting this a decade ago? Do you think that these mostly indie projects could influence larger developers or publishers to focus on writing and storytelling as technologies and graphical fidelity become more complicated to develop for distinguish their games from the rest? That's the longest question we've ever answered at the end of Game Face. I think larger devs and pubs already focus on writing and storytelling. Yeah. Like, like otherwise you don't get God of War or Yeah, Spider-Man I think you're already seeing that shift in focus. Or, yeah. I mean, they're not always good, yeah. but, like, you know... Yeah, they're putting more focus on it, It's though. very hard to say that Sony, at least, doesn't care about that when they put out stuff like Detroit Become Human, which, yeah, again... Yeah, with branching story paths and again, all that stuff. Again, terrible writing, but that was the whole point, was focusing on the storytelling. I mean, even, like, Until Dawn, games like that. Really, the, I think the, only, on the only major publisher or major, like, like, platform holder that doesn't focus on that is Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes the other way. Yeah. It's very poor at telling stories, I believe. I would like to see some more, like, you know, old-school-looking stuff. I mean, but again, like, even Microsoft has made isometric Halo games. Uh, and uh, you got Darksiders Genesis coming. You know, it's, it's not alien. It's not totally alien to the, to the AAA market. Yeah, for sure. But I do think that is, yes, uh, due to the, the rise of indie games and the proof that these, quote-unquote, old formats can work in a modern setting. Yep. Uh, Erebus Jones, I've just finished Rage 2 and it was totally okay. Enjoyed it just fine. Got my money's worth. Almost certainly won't remember it much in, the, in a year. In the same spirit, what's the best perfectly fine game you can think of? I mean, Rage 2 is a good example. It is, yeah. It's kind of right in the wheelhouse. But if I can't pick the same game and we're sticking to this year, I'd say Far Cry New Dawn. I mean, he's kind of talking about uh, B-level games yeah. at this point. Not indies. Those games that are in the middle between the big yeah, budget fine. and I mean, indie. Like, like, Mad Max, probably a Mad perfectly Max fine exactly game. Mad Max is exactly I was about to say. Like, of this generation, the most fine game is probably Mad Max. Just Cause. Just Cause. Another one. one. Yeah. Um, it's the Saints There's Row. A lot of them. Saints Row games yeah. tend to be like that. I mean, that. Breakpoint is kind of an okay game. Yeah. 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 It's like everything works the way it's supposed to. I mean, There's nothing horribly offensive about it. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say Breakpoint works the way it's supposed yeah. to. Yeah. Yet, but it will eventually. Yeah. Um, 
once they figure out where to put the camera and the cutscenes. Like, <laughs> I am amazed at how many cutscenes I'm watching where someone's eyes aren't on screen because they're, they're cut off by the by the top of the frame. Very weird. Emperor Dread, are you hoping for protests at BlizzCon? If so, would be what would be the coolest, funniest you can think of? Hoping? That's I mean, a good question. I mean, I, I expect them. Uh, hoping is the important word there, though. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Hoping. Uh, I think I don't want to say I hope for them because I fear that violence could erupt. Yeah, I mean that only really happens when there's more more conflict on. I, that, well, there that, might be people who support Blizzard's decision. They're counter protesters. I feel like those three or four people would maybe not be dumb enough to show up to that. Yeah. Usually you're gonna you're gonna need two very pull. I mean, this is also one of the few issues I've seen where like. Like the more progressive people are on the same side as the conservative or like Gamergate style people because just everybody everybody hates everybody China. Hates China. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> everybody hates communism, even though they're not really communists. So I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, um, conflict there. Uh, I, I wonder how big it will be. I wonder what the police presence might be. I wonder where they'll be doing the protest because the Anaheim Convention Center is a fairly large ground. And depending on how far they let them in towards the entrance area, it could they could be way out, like, in the parking lot, basically. I mean, you're right. They could be yeah. in, like, the parking garage and nowhere near the actual yeah. event. so who knows? It, like, I mean, it, it's going to happen, and it's going to be newsworthy. Yeah, and the other thing you could do if you're running the event is you could say you can't park here unless you show us our, your BlizzCon tickets. Right. Because I'm sure a lot of people going to the protest would not be going to BlizzCon. Or they would not be willing to show their band because they don't want them to confiscate them before well, they can get it. It's much more likely that you're talking about people that aren't going to BlizzCon. Yeah. Going to protest. So they, why would they want to support them? Unless maybe they bought their ticket already or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's probably. I mean, you're, for the people that are going, you're, you're talking about people want, wearing, like, free Hong Kong shirts to go, at which point they will be told to go back to the hotel and change. I mean, that's not a totally impossible thing either. I mean, hell, my dad got kicked out of Disneyland for that once. <laughs> what would be the coolest, funniest pro? I don't think any of it's going to be cool or funny. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's a cool fight. I don't think thing. that's the tone that's going to no. be there during the protests. It's just not. Um, Super Court on Blue, if Blizzard were to bring the band players out at BlizzCon and publicly apologize while reversing their decisions, do you think that would sway opinions? So he's asking you, like, what's that break point that you were talking about? Yeah, I mean, about? that's pretty much what I said. It's yeah. like, I think you pretty much need to do that. And yeah. say, all right, we were wrong. Like, okay, like we, we're listening to you because that previous quote unquote apology. Well, it's not even an apology; a it's, a, it's a statement, a basically. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be that would be the solution, probably, um, to show a you're not afraid of China and b you're willing to listen to people telling you to do the right thing. But uh, we're talking about a subsidiary of Activision, so who knows what we're gonna get? Uh, Playland MX, right? Did a bunch of announcements last week. Are you interested on anything they present? You might want to watch, watch last week's Go show. watch Game Face episode 186. You don't have to wait that far. It's the first topic of last week's episode. We talk about it for like 30 minutes. Because um, we are the most informative gaming podcast <laughs> in the world. I wish I had like a voice filter that I could push every time I say that. Uh, from Vincent, with delays for both Doom Eternal and Fallout 76 Western Landers update to last year... Bethesda has absolutely nothing for Q4. Oh, my fantasy team is well aware of that. Hmm. When was the last time a publisher on Bethesda scale had absolutely nothing for a holiday season? Last year, PlayStation. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it might be thing. this year, PlayStation. Well, yeah, what do they have? Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Yeah. Still. 
another dry year from PlayStation. They they better and have I mean, that front load that Inten- that launch of PS5 really front loaded with amazing. Nintendo games. had a few empty holiday seasons, even if Reggie wouldn't admit it at the time. Oh, yeah, back in the Wii days. Oh my God, Wii days, GameCube days, and sixty four. Remember when they tried to anchor Wii have anchor yeah a whole Q4 core with Wii, Wii music? music? Yeah, that's like using this to anchor yeah. your Q4. It's the same concept. They would. I mean, they did that with the Wii Fit. I know. The, I mean, they, it's that, insane. It's great. It's great that stuff like this in Labo is is now just like a bonus item and not like the thing you're supposed to be excited for. Yeah. Uh, Vincent's saying he counts Spider Man as something, but that was before Q4. That was Labor Day. Yeah. Um. One more from Erebus. Excluding fighting games, is the D pad an utterly pointless thing? Better replaced with buttons. No. 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 This is what you're talking about right here. Like. No, that's, that's bad. That's why people are so excited that the Switch Lite has a D-pad instead yeah. of four buttons. I have always prefer a D-pad there. Yes, absolutely. Because you know what you can use a D-pad as? Buttons. Yeah, exactly. It work, It's dual duty. You can use it as a D-pad and as buttons. All right. That's it. That's it for Q&A. And we've actually hit our three hours. It's, it's miraculous how timed we are every week. I don't know how we do it on the minute. We always manage to wrap it up right at three hours. But anyway. Nobody knows. It's a mystery. Yep. That's it for Game Face uh, 187 here on Sifted Games at Sifted.net. If you're listening to this show on U- or on iTunes, actually it's called like Apple Podcasts now. It's not called iTunes. Mm-hmm. I know, it's crazy. They split it all up. Yeah. yeah. So if you're listening to uh, the show on Apple Podcasts or you're listening to it on Google Play, Please help us out at patreon.com slash sifted. Our Patreon could use all the help it could get. Alternately, you can hook us up with Twitch Prime as long as you have Amazon Prime. You can give us a free $2.50 every month just by connecting your accounts and subscribing to our channel, which is at twitch.tv slash sifted game. So we'll be back next Tuesday with what will probably be the biggest episode of 2019, at least up until that point. There may be a bigger episode a week or two after that, but next week's show is going to be gigantic, several huge games. Matt and I are not getting any sleep for the next week, pretty much. Or actually, probably for the next, like, six weeks. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's other reasons for that, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. But anyway, uh, we'll see you back here at 1 o'clock, uh, 1 Pacific for Eastern for episode 188. Until then, have yourselves a great week. Game Face is up and out.